Hey everybody, Jim here to tell you a little something before we get into this week's podcast. I'm going to tell you a little bit about next week's podcast, which does happen to include an annuals week, a fifth week of books at DC Comics. That is an annuals week. If you're new to the podcast, let me tell you that every time we have an annuals week, we end up having that show, all the books, everything, as a Patreon-only show. So next week's episode, episode 388, will be a 12-book episode, so a really long episode, but it'll also be Patreon-exclusive. And to get to hear that, just go over to the Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar, and you'll get to hear that podcast and a bunch of other things, including every week having the podcast early access about a day early. So that's another thing that you get for just a dollar. There's other levels, a lot of other shows, but it's something to get people inspired to go check it out. Because I think when you go and check it out and see all the stuff that we do, hopefully you'll be inspired to get involved, help us out, get some more shows and things like that. But we do have a bunch of big books coming up. Batman Annual, we have the Batman Fear State Omega, we have the finale to Batman the Detective, Justice League Incarnate, that Justice League Dark Annual that people have been going on and on about. So we end up having 12 full books, a lot of manuals. It's going to be a long show again. Also, I can't talk right now, so I forgive me for that. But with all that said, it'd be awesome if you'd go out and check out our Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science. Also, we'll have links in the show notes if you want to look there hopefully it'll be something you'll be inspired to do put a smile on our face and you get a ton of shows in return but with all that said and done we have a big podcast here tonight so we're going to get on with that i hope you enjoy that and i'll talk to you later hello i'm alexis uh, I would like to say hello to all my brothers around the world and uh, to all the girls around the world and to all the electronic people around the world. People of Earth, how are you? Hello and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 387. The Wolfman. I was going to hit that and see if you reacted to it, if I could have been the Wolfman tonight. Would you like if I was the Wolfman, Aaron? (sighs) I I just like you being here, being present. just like me being present. Am I a present to you or to the world? (laughs) Present. I'm not feeling great. I'm having some uh, problems talking. Which suddenly, I think they'll get better in section two of the books, Eric. I don't know why I say that, but we'll see. I think I might sound a little better. But welcome, everybody, here to episode 387. As Eric said, we have a bunch of books for you tonight in what, I don't know, I think might be a little more positive spin until we get to the end. 
if you cut out the end, if it's one of those like get rid of the lowest score and the highest, I think we'll do pretty well here. But I like cool the highest score stuff. Well, that is the highest highest, but we still have a lot of stuff that we kind of like. I am struggling, Eric. I don't know what's going on. I wasn't even that bad before. Now all of a sudden I start talking to you and I got to yell. Or now something. you're just looking for attention. Exactly. Look at me. Praise me for my shitty voice. Please, everybody. You've been saying that for years. How dare you? Hey, everybody. It's time to change. Oh, my goodness, Eric. The Brady Bunch. It is Thanksgiving week for those who celebrate that. So happy Thanksgiving right there. Also, with this, I want to spell out right away before we get into the show. Go over to Twitter, Eric. At the Weird Science DC, follow us, we'll follow you back. Also, go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and then also go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can help us out for everything we do here on this feed, but also get a ton of shows in return, a ton of DC shows. And this is one of those times where we get to point out that next week is an annuals week. Anytime there's a fifth week of books, that, that last mean? show of the month is on the Patreon only. And oh, you could get that for a dollar a month. Low, you can Jim. get the complete show. And with that, there are no limitations on that no show. No limitations. No limitations at all. And there's some big books. Sometimes you get the idea. And the idea at the beginning was annuals week, as you were growing up, a lot of times annuals were something that you ditched. You're like, I don't really for need the most annuals. Part. Um, but Sometimes it does end up being a week that has some big things this week because of some delays and things like that. There are some real big books coming out like Batman, Fear State Omega, Justice League Incarnate number one. That's a pretty big one I hear at the Malt Shop. Action Comics number 1037, that actually got delayed, as well as a ton of annuals, Batman Annual, Joker Annual, and the Justice League Dark Annual, and, and many many more so they don't have a book has it got annuals well that's what they're giving it no go ask midnighter and then it leaves and then it skedaddles out of that justice league book and we'll see what happens with that in that though i even pointed out that the solicits kind of give the idea it's leaving that because brian michael bendis is going to start using those characters in the regular story so you know they're in good hands eric right good hands dare you Oh, uh, ordered the steak, Eric. Speaking of that, we also, if you go over now, we did our spotlight, our Patreon DC Comics spotlight in there. And it is, and here's what it was, Eric. They, some good books, right? You like the Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, the Wolfman. It's one of those seven issue hyper time, you know, series that we have going on over there. Yeah, that it is could be something two, eventually. Maybe. I, I was thinking more and more about the idea of them being over the water. Like we said, they're going to Star Labs. Then I'm getting in the arguments with the same people that I was talking about in the regular uh, spotlight that I ended up saying that, hey, why were they over water? Well, maybe they're in Hawaii. Maybe they were heading to Star Labs, Hawaii, right? And then I'm like, well, how come then they're at the island, which at points is either Fiji or North, uh, you know, China Sea? Yeah. It makes no sense. So with that. It's hyper time, Eric. You know, I ain't Stop got no time for with the people hyper for no time. reason. Also, we did DC versus Vampires number two. Order the stake. I really like that. You did as well. I think that we'll hear about that later on, maybe when we talk book of the week. But those two books were picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh, uh, and here we go with what we like to call their roll call, Eric. Ah, uh, ah, uh, you like the roll call? 
until you start doing say, uh, uh. Are you here to say? All right. Ted Probst, I Love Punchline. Michael S. Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Watts, Sick Matt Razor, D-Men 3000, Lady Abby, shout out to Lord Andy as well. Matches Balone, Niels Tewart, David Fink, Joey Barcasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Sisu, 42 to you and me. Michael G., Ken Hallett, Comic Boom, Arake, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Aldrin Scotia, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv. I'm just saying that. I'm not even yelling this. I'm losing my voice. Luke Hollywood, Simon, uh, Simon, I said, right? Luis, Manship. Manship is still talking about that Electric Warriors book with me this week. Who even remembered that book? Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Don't Need Him, My Man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, Our Man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, B. Murr up there in the Buffaloes. Wings are a very expensive nowadays, Eric. Double what A, Ron. Wings. Wings. Yeah, there's okay. been a really big, uh, you know, increase in the price of wings. We are going to make some wings today. Oh, buffalo wings. Yeah, and I like, went and I was like, what the hell is he crap. talking about? No, I, I mean, See, like, like I... Icarus getting too close exactly. to the sun over here? I got too close to the sun. And or honestly, maybe... I thought you were trying to say something else, but I couldn't understand you with your voice cracking. Ah, the wings are... <laughs> Yeah, wings are real expensive. We we go to BJ's and get this big pack, and I think at one point there was like 18 bucks, and already I'm like, ooh, that's a little salty, right? And then I go there today, and it's like Should 38. Be a spicy. I'm like, screw that. But we ended up getting some drumsticks there because we got the air fryer on the, uh, what's it called, Black Friday. So we were checking out a couple little recipes and stuff. But a shout-out to our man Reggie, all-time OG. Oh, you know you love that red. Well, I'm trying to find something. Reggie would probably really like the Bing Bong, don't you think, Eric? No. I think I got rid of the Bing Bong. God, thank God. Put that back. Big hit that one is. Yeah. But with all of that, I love it. It's just because you don't know what's in the current trends. No, but, it's just because I know when you say things like that, you've talked to one person and say all of these people. Oh no, that thing was trending for like three straight days. Not then, on that's here. That's a hit. Oh, here, yeah, it was. It was trending even more here. Ah, yes. S. Brandon. He'll tell you. But with all of that, we have a bunch of books. Like you said, we have what is continuing to be the ending of Fear State. You told me last week, I said, oh, I'm not going to be able to use my song. Oh, you'll hear you that will. song for a couple weeks now. And we'll even get it a little next week because we have the Omega. Yep. But with all of that, we're going to go off right now. we got a bunch of books. Hope everybody is sitting down, relaxed. I'm ready for the show, right, Eric? I hope that you end up having Rob Lewis. He's just sitting back. He's drinking. I don't. What, what do you think Rob Lewis would be drinking? Hot cocoa? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. What are here you going we go. Here? We're going off to the books. Hey, man. Why don't you leave us alone? You know, hey, man. Blew up my home, I got the pain, man They'll put you right in your face The magistrate will come and rip that mask off your face Hey, man The fear state is insane Hey, man The Gotham's down the drain Hey, man Well, Batman's dead now, blam, blam He said he had to save it, but he up then he All lean on me, man Cause the cyber's gonna stick it In the magistrate city I'm only on me, man, cause we ain't got time to check it in the magistrate city. Stay out of state. 
All right. Yes, one more week, Eric. One more week, and that one is put away forever until some other sort of city comes up. I just can see it being called Magistrate or maybe Arkham Tower. I'll just call it right now Magistrate. Arkham Tower Tower City? Yep. No, I'll throw out the city. It'll just be, you know, Arkham Tower. That'd be cool. Put hour and power in there somewhere. It works out. It always works out, Eric, when you have the rhyming dictionary. That is your brain. But here we are with a bunch of books, and this is a Fear State section in a weird way. Uh, you know, after Fear State is ended, we're going to go back and see, first off, Detective Comics, what happened months ago. Right? It threw me off when you get an editor's notes like, oh, this takes place like around issue number 113 of Batman. I'm like, we just finished 117. What, what are you weird, doing? Though, because it feels like we're, we end the series off in this, I mean, the Detective Comics, Fear State kind of stuff. Off with where we were within the Nightwing book, which was taking place concurrently with where we were in the Batman book last week. I don't know what the hell is going on at the one point. I mean, if they're saying that this takes place at 113, it throws so many things off. Even then, when if it is something, I mean, what is he, the star man? Nightwing going, zipping around in the thing that crashed into the bay because yeah, it maybe does he is look star like man. it does look like he's on the sky base. Yes, it does. I don't know when this would have happened or how it could have happened, because well, even when they were on the st- that thing was going down the minute that they got on it. When did he get into the, you know, look, I, I don't chair. know the time of events uh, when they took it down. I know that at this point in time, from what I see in Detective Comics, if it's going on concurrently, he could have used Sky Base 1 and blowed up some mouth monsters. He, he could have. And but then put it in the bay. I don't know how. That, but again, I think we saw most of him on the thing. Like, again, it doesn't. It, this makes it seem like he was already on Sky Base 1. Well, He's zipping thing, around it? and blasting this things is somehow. I'm choosing to do it. I'm not saying it's a good it way to have it. It doesn't make sense. It's so this, we have Sky Base 13. He's just on weeks ago. But just the idea that Mariko Tamaki thinks that's a good idea in what they say is the beginning of the event to have Nightwing right. just stop it with a, a the same thing is right there. You're thinking that is the worst part of all of this going well, on. Here, like, no, there's a lot more going on. You can be mad at besides for the ending. That of it. is true. Well, we have in this section, the fear state detective comics, Catwoman and Harley, and all three of these books are going to be fighting against the idea that we know how this ends. We know anything that's going on. You're going to end up now the way to play it smart. Maybe. Kind of like the Harley deal where we did have side characters doing things that wouldn't really be spelled out in the main book. But even then, it just feels like, oh, my God, what, what are we doing? Are these post credit scenes? Because they're not That's even the like thing, that. Tony, these books, while Catwoman might be the best of a lot of them, Catwoman, Detective Comics, and Harley Quinn feel like the leftovers, the hanger-ons to something that want to be connected but don't feel like they're connected at all. Even the idea when we get to the backup of Detective Comics where we're talking about the Arkham Tower that's going to be built on the ruins of what once was the safe building run by Hugo Strange. When we have Batman, construction's underway. In my mind, almost finished. I'm under the floorboards, Hugo left some fear toxin under here. I'm like, why? Why didn't we clear that shit out already? But where? Where's the contractors and the, the inspectors that go through? I mean, I, I'm telling you, at one point we had to get our house inspected, and this asshole is going through nooks and crannies and shit. They end up I'm in Gotham. Uh, yeah, really? Well, it, what about that? I, I guess they came from Gotham. Must be Gotham City. 
because the, Batman just accidentally kicks a floorboard. Oops. Oh, no. Just and even I'm the like, whole idea that we're tying in a backup here for the Arkham Tower, which is fine. It's doing its own thing outside in the, in the ruins, the ashes of what was Fear State. We're doing something new oh, in the I backup. Oh, I thought you meant the go. ruins of the Tynan's No, know, but run. when you have the situation of Detective Comics when you got Fear State, the Magistrate, Scarecrow. Oh, no, we're dealing with mouth monsters and maybe a mention of Mr. Worth. And then you go to Catwoman. We have the White Witch, you know, that weird metahuman yeah. that Simon Saint was cloning. Yeah, we got that. Then Harley yeah. Quinn, like, we got the safe program, Hugo Strange, but not even that. You had the lesser keepsake. Yeah. Yeah. The hanger-ons. And here's the thing, and this is this is what you said, but how I take it is the idea, first off, you have books that are coming out a week after the event ends. We have an Omega issue, but that is more of the almost the like, up. hey, what happened to all the people in the book? It's almost like the ending of Animal House type deal in my mind. So you end up the already this feels like Oh, these didn't really count. And, and you see, they don't. Okay. That's fine with a Catwoman Harley, but Detective Comics and, and the idea it's that never felt a part of Mariko it, Tamaki has not done anything with this book to make it feel important and to make it go. And in this has been one of the worst tie ins to the Batman story when it should be integral. They should be working hand in hand. I'm not saying it's all Tamaki's fault. It might be also the idea. That Tynan has his ideas and they're not going back and forth with it. But coming out of this with the idea that the regular Batman book will be Joshua Williamson taking Batman out of Gotham, we have to go with the Detective Comics now becomes the big Gotham book. And I need something. I need Mariko Tamaki to show me something because always we've got this eye monsters and mouth monsters. And nonsense, right. Mr. Worth. Batgirls is the big Gotham yeah, book. Maybe. We haven't gotten much at all. And you'll see it in my little blurb. That's why everybody's been into this. Gotham because this is all we have left of here. Nobody wants to be a part of really? this. Really? But I'll tell you, when we go through this issue, I see weird things like, okay, Mariko Tamaki's setting things up. And then I'm like, what is she setting up? Because that's not what's coming up. It's very odd to me, this book in general. But we'll, we'll discuss it right now. Detective Comics number 1045. Written by Mariko Tamaki with art by Dan Mora and Aditya Bidikar with a backup that is the Arkham Tower sort of thing with Stephanie Phillips writing, David Lapham, Trish Mulville, and Rob Lee on art. The book, this book has a Fear State banner for some reason. The Huvile Eye Worms Mouth Monster story was not that great and lasted way too long in the regular run, so extending it into Fear State just felt overly lazy, especially since most of this is just recapping what we already knew. Also, Tamaki seems to be setting up a Batman Nakano type of relationship we didn't see in the rest of Fear State and forcing in a bit of infrastructure problems at the root of Gotham's deal as we head off to a weekly book dealing with Arkham Tower. In this book, it throws me off where Batman is there like, you got to look at the infrastructure. That's what's going down. And I see Nakano, the, the gears are going. He's like, are you saying Arkham Tower? Is this what you're saying? Because that doesn't jive with what Batman's yelling about, about the sewers being dirty and things like that. And so with that, too, this whole deal of, hey, Nakano and Batman kind of getting a sure, little Sure, wasn't more closer. about the idea of the magistrate moving in? No, because he kept saying about the underground, the dirty sewer water. These are the things that nobody ever takes care of. And he's got to look into it. And he says, I'm going to look into those. And then he ends up not really seemingly doing it with this tower stuff and just going with that. But the idea that Nakano is seeing more eye to eye with Batman, <laughs> and maybe we can have, yeah, and maybe we can have a bit of a, you know, an understanding whatnot. 
we didn't see that throughout Fear State. That's one thing. But what are you setting up there? Because Batman's leaving Gotham. He's not going to be around. Now, maybe this is the way where Nakano relies a little more on the Bat family. Yeah. But this idea of a Batman Nakano kind of, okay, you can kind of help me out. But we didn't see it at all in Fear State. And this is taking place at the beginning of that. And now well, Batman's that's the thing is, We didn't see it at all in Fear State, but maybe we did and didn't even know because all we knew was that Nakano kept calling Simon Saint on freaking, you know, UFO one looking for something. So maybe he did realize this. Maybe this does take place in there here. There are occasionally it- times where Nakano also started screaming about Batman and he's got to be done and he's the big threat and, and ending up sending the magistrate against them, calling up oh, yeah, that Simon was the whole Saint. Well, no, I'm saying even after what this would be, this is taking place at the same time of one thirteen. After that, I think that there were many a time where Nakano kept yelling to Simon Saint, you got to get these masks, Batman, he's the worst. It just doesn't jive with me with what we get overall. And like I said, the setup is weird because Batman's leaving Gotham. It's not going to be able to really play out anyway in this book unless it's the masks shifts. in general. Yeah, but I don't think that that's part of it. And he wouldn't even know them. It just it threw me off the idea that she's doing this. And when you say at the beginning, Hey, this takes place during issue 113, the second issue of Fear State, only just to have... Wherever we are, though, there's already UFOs in the sky to be had. Everything's happened. I mean, nothing of it makes sense. Like I said, at one point, it seems like Dick Grayson saves the day by blasting a deal from, you know, almost like an Independence Day look. A blasting this kaiju. Does something good and blasts out a freaking mouth monster monster. That doesn't make sense because he didn't get into the sky base until issue number 117. This spells out 113. At 113, that was not happening. And so you could just try to make it work and just go with it. But it is just a MacGuffin type deal. Okay, we got to end this. How can we do it? Okay, sky base blast. And then it happens. So you end up through this, though. There's not much to the story. There's just nothing here. Well, the majority of what we're doing to end off our Hugh Vile Mouth Monster bit here is that we have Batman going through the sewers of Gotham and Nakano after Electrico shocked him. Last issue to kill all the parasites in him, but also didn't like, you know, him as well, but try to bring him back to life, resuscitate him. And now we got to get out of here. But on the way out, we realize these few eggs that kind of fell out of Hugh Vile's dead body in the, oh, like the coroner's room that went down in the sewers and then somehow went down to the sub-sub-sewers where our heroes are, but then still made it to the streets. Somehow these few eggs have multiplied, have level forms, and they can combine together to make its ultimate Voltron form. I'm like, what, what took the mouth monster so long? Because Hugh Vile has had this problem since he, has a, he was a child. Why don't we have kaiju mouth monsters running around all over the place? Yeah, and even at the beginning, you have... <laughs> This guy just playing with, with what's this sick. guy doing? He's doing I mean, what he's everybody a, oh, does. Watch this. At one point, this guy's, you know, just riding through it in his bike. But yeah, through this, though, you end up Batman who, and there's no, you know, who ordered the stake? There's no stakes well, it's not vampires. here. You know, and there's no stakes here, even with the idea that we know, you know, fear state or whatever, because you end up, oh my God, I almost killed Nikano by shocking him. But I didn't. Okay. Now, I almost, we almost had an infestation, but we didn't because of Nightwing in the giant sky base deal. And so with that, it's only, hey, by the way, Nakano, all this happened because of Hugh Vile. It was your Hugh Vile. Got Gonna what? have to look into that. But, but he was working for me. Yeah, I know. You know, you're not paying attention. And then Batman says, I love Batman jumping to conclusions. 
I think the parasite was somehow released eggs into the sewer and possibly mutated in whatever sludge city sanitation hasn't cleaned out of the sewers in years. Okay, Batman, that sounds great. At one point What's when he does say- What's the thing? It's a weird idea. It's like the parasite. Is that related to the attacks earlier this month? The infections? Yes. There hasn't been any incidents reported in weeks. I'm like, dude, there have been people running around for like, you know, forever in this comic book where not reported doesn't mean the problem was solved. And this the whole idea too, to get to our roundabout conclusion of Hugh Vile and the mouth monster, eye worm infection thing that we have, the rage monster. When we have the idea that the vaccination that Batman took on the previous issue was what saved him. Somehow we had Huntress and Dead Donovan take the same thing, which saved them, but also left the Huntress with some weird psychic connection to the mouth. They don't just, even mention that. I'm That's like, what, I thought, you what know. is the weirdness of the story? Because nothing correlates. It just goes on in weird directions and says, here you go. This is a little bit of information, and now we're over. Yeah. Now, here's where I said where I think that Batman is really laying it heavy on Nakano, which is funny because it, it kind of goes with what Nakano says at the end. But I don't think that he's going with what Batman said. He's twisting and turning because he says, I think the magistrate has an agenda. And you end up having, you know, Nakano. So do you, Batman. He says, I think part of your agenda was the vigilante menace and portraying anyone in a mask as a real enemy. All the while, the city was infested with a deadly hazard you didn't see and didn't put any resources into fighting. The creature at the heart of this worked in your office. I think you're a man who believes he can tell who's a monster and who's not. Kind of saying to him, like, you got to see what's going on. You got to do some things. At the end, Nakano just goes, we need a better list of monsters. And I'm like, oh, my God. He didn't listen. Like, Batman's saying, like, everybody, you know, is not watching what the big... And he's just like, oh, well, let's make an Arkham well, it's Tower. It's one of those things because Gotham is so well known for its vigilantes and its super villains and stuff like that. And you have all this innocuous stuff going on below, like, you know, mouth monsters. Even Hugh Vile, which I think was a plant put in by Simon Saint from the Magistrate, but somehow was a mouth monster. Then ended up working with Mr. Worth, a billionaire in there who was pretty much doing whatever he wanted because he was a billionaire. So we have, a, we have to look at monsters in a different way than we have previously in Gotham City. Yeah, and what, but what Nakano does at the end is pretty much seemingly gathering all the crazies and putting them in Arkham Tower. That, that's what his big thing is. It's not doing it any different in my mind. He's saying, okay, I got to look at these monsters a new way. Got to check it out. Okay, let's build a giant Arkham Tower and imprison all the bad guys. And that's kind of what you not always imprison. did. Help. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. With that, I even go against you know, some of the things that they end up saying, because even at the beginning, it threw me off where you do get a Batman narration and he's talking about things Deb Donovan worked. And, and even the idea that it doesn't go with the fear state idea or not, because the way that Batman spells out, man, there's always shit going down in Gotham. People expect it. People do that. And I'm thinking, aren't they a little desensitized? That's almost the opposite of how the was poking a goddamn larva of a mouth monster with a stick. To me, that's the opposite of what oh, they claim Fear stuff. State was. Fear State was supposed to be that everybody was so on edge at this point and that maybe, they needed to. That there's people poking shit and in the maybe street. Scarecrow got what he wanted. Yeah, maybe. Who knows what happened in this whole thing? But yeah, you do end up. I, I mean, everybody in Gotham is going to become a Green Lantern because they can all overcome great fear at this point. Yeah, really. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome, actually. That'd be great. Now, with all of that, you do end up having Kaiju, Hugh Vile, Bug, Monster, Amoeba Larva Deal, Mouth Monster. You have that. And without really a lot of discussion or how this could be, 
Nightwing ends up in control of Sky Base One. Hey, hey, hey. We don't I know Skybase One. It I has to because be. I'm looking at it. We only saw one UFO. It looks they humongous. They, they labeled it one for a reason of my mind. You but think it was, that actually this is Skybase Six? This Skybase Thirteen. It was, I don't it know. was in the garage. They had all the these garage. peacekeepers do without their numbers. They don't freaking go up into like the 197 at one point. It seemed like. But, you know, you have the UFO show up at Independence Day of the Kaiju with Nightwing piloting the UFO out of nowhere. And then I have to assume maybe Batman, well, at the beginning of this, and there's no, this takes place during Batman 113. Maybe the motherfucker just spent a lot of time in the sewers. And now we're at the end of the story arc. And he's about to crash Skyface 1 no into sense. the Kaiju, blast it, and goes into the bay. This whole fear state should have been <laughs> shut down now. I, I don't know what they, they're, I, there's no explanation. I would, I would, like mouth monsters coming out of the sewers is grabbing a hold of peacekeepers and pulling Holy them in like the rap from creep show too I, and what's weird about this and it, for the most part you'll hear this Magistrate. is the night of the monster man it's yeah it does it really does get get riley rossum off that get it in here we'll have it you end up with that not a lot of magistrate involved in these three books as well yeah. uh just like you know on the outskirts and things but i'm telling you what is going on right now nightwing is like we said it looks like he's is anybody trying to get to him to stop this? Do well, they think the it's normal? Because as I try to make all of this work out in some kind of way, because we know the Simon Saint is pretty much ruined. Nobody wants him in Gotham. We've freaking, you know, sent Skybase One, his UFO headquarters, into the Gotham Bay. But when you get to the end of the whole story, and like when this all said and done, you have on the front page of the newspaper, Magistrate Return Order to Downtown. So I'm like... Well, the mouth monster problem is done now. Now we can get back to the scarecrow problem. But I'm like, what, wait, where did that UFO go? When I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, man, thank God I have my kids in that sky base one where they're, oh, my God, it's now <laughs> destroying downtown. Where's it's my destroying kids? destroying mouth monsters. Holy Come on. moly. That is destroying everything. The ends so justify ridiculous. the means when there's kaiju mouth monsters involved. But again, this is Mariko Tamaki doing that. What setup do we even have with this night? It's, oh my god, we have but, to electrocute this thing. Da, 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 zoopity boop. There it is. And, and you don't even get any sort of into it or out. It just happens. Where does he go after this? He just goes off he? with the sky base. Nightwing. I mean, this should Again, be. I don't know. I don't know how many Sky Base we had. I assumed one at one point. They called it Sky Base One right at the end. I'm like, we I never have to saw anything. More than one. And we don't. We don't call it out. This you could say. I thought that maybe this was going to be something like a drum. This is so big, and it looks round like this. It's just ridiculous, though, that that happened. Where and that's where Nakano was trying to use Batman's little taser gun. It wasn't working. Then all of a sudden, oh no, what are we going to do? Don't worry, I got you. And Nightwing just shows up. And that's why Nightwing is the greatest hero we've ever had. And then, like you said, Magistrate returns order to downtown order. There's got to be a giant crater here. Uh, but yeah, they're like, oh, my God, you know, we got it. And then the one guy was poking at things. I told you it was a Batman thing. Oh, that's your tie-in. That's the wraparound for this. It's it's so just But we nothing. do have at the end of this thing when Batman's swinging off into the distance, with him and Barbara talking about the whole situation. Is there a future between the mayor and the vigilante who was once his sworn enemy? Time will tell. Time will tell, but I'm going to go and I'm going to leave town for a while. That's the Batgirl's um, problems. Let them yeah, solve it. So, they the ambassadors of Bat family country. I love it when they're like, hey, uh, Nakano, yeah, yeah, you're in with the Batmans. And he's like, yeah, Batman, not you. I, don't I know just who love you guys this are. whole situation because leading out of this whole thing, we're coming to the end of our Detective Comics finale thing for Fear State. 
And then we get, you know, the mouth monster finished up and stuff like that. We have Nakano in his office, and then there's this assistant talking. We've arrested the HR plan who was hiring Nero 19. And he's mad. I'm like, fuck, there was Nero 19. You know what's funny? Earlier, Batman talks to Nakano about yeah. it. I'm like, if there wasn't something, did we ever have something that really didn't matter more than this that they spent you know, time the with? Thing is, I mean, holy I spent moly. more time, I think, thinking. About this one thing and actually thinking about this comic as a whole because it wasn't a lot to think about as a comic whole. But the idea that uh, how much problem I had with Nero 19 when he first showed up with the way his name was spelled. Is he Nero the 19th? Is he Nero Zix? Because when I think Six. about it now, where they have it spelled out like this, if they really wanted me to know that it's Nero the 19th or Nero 19, why wouldn't they have said it? Why would they put it in Roman numerals while they're talking instead of just spelling well, it out for me? that's just kind of the way. They, they, I want to know, is this assistant getting paid? Per HR mention, and I've seen Ro- I've seen Rocky covers, Jim. All of those have a line over top of them to let you know the Roman numerals. This true. doesn't have this. Here's that they've arrested the HR plant who was hiring Nero nineteen and his men. The chief has a report for you. I guess we need to hire a new HR to hire a new HR manager. <laughs> Why? Why are we getting involved with HR this much? We're puffing and stuff. We, the thing is, we say that, and that's whole thing. I don't remember what Nero the 19th's freaking story is to this whole bit because it feels so inconsequential and just led to Nakano in a sewer and then a sub-sewer. This ends up, that, and, and here is the thing where if somebody said, well, you know, it wasn't the greatest fear state time, but at least it ended the whole Hugh Vile story. No, no, no. That was already ended. It ended up being extended by an eyeball worm deal floating down eggs going in. So that was just a nonsense extension. All we did get was Nero 19. And then what? Like, that's what we had in Fear State. And then the remnants of Hugh Vile. I don't know. I I actually thought the only thing I know is Hugh Vile died. Thank God. But, you know, you end up Nero 19. Everybody's that's on the tip of everybody's tongue here in Gotham. The biggest freaking. Fear State is going on at this moment. Shit has gone bad. Oh, Nero 19, we got to get a new HR. No, not even the idea of who the hell hired Hugh Vile? Who, who suggested him? Was this some- I think it was the HR plan as well. We got Nero 19 out there. I mean, who knows, but got Nero 19 that just seemed to not even be The person in charge involved. of hiring just hated Nakano so much. But Nero 19 just seemed like they came in and just commandeered. The- it doesn't make sense. And I say that, sense. I don't know. I, I, I just thought at one at point he was kind of like sitting in Nakano's office or went in and shot at him. Ah, but then at the end, we got to build a better list. A better list of what? Monsters. All right. Whatever you say, pal. Whatever you say. I, I did laugh, and I sent you the deal when Batman ends up shocking the Nakano, and he has to check to see if he is infected. He's like, let me look at your eyes. And it made me giggle. That's not nice. <laughs> I giggle. Nakano, open your eyes. Ooh, dick ooh, move, Batman. Ooh, what a jerk. What a jerk. Batman's like, I don't know. This is not uh, reacting to the light. He's like, there's no eye there. Batman, that's an eye patch. Well, that's I mean, great I, you might not be that smart. But then we go off into this and, you know, off into the Arkham, you know, Tower, the Arkham Tower deal. And this is where, again, you have to steal going on, and Batman is giving the narration in this as well. And he starts off with almost like this joke. You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. That was on the receptionist desk that Arkham sound like <laughs> right there <laughs> is when you need to shut this shit down, Batman. You can't you have that okay, in a mental levity. Not in a mental hospital. I mean, seriously, that's a mental hospital, and you have 
You don't have to be crazy. That is such a stupid start yeah, to this. You have that there. You got a little sign next to it. It's an answer that says, place your butt here. Yeah, no. You, little you levity. Little you, workplace no, fun. You, you can't have fun and levity in a place of, of healing for people who have mental Tell issues. Tell Patch Adams. Yeah, really. He wouldn't have that, though. This, shot is, killed, this is the most ridiculous thing. No, I think he got you know, on some train to the Nazis. I don't know. You end up I don't here, think we're though. talking about the same movie. No, we're not. But, uh. Just that idea, I'm like, really? What are you pushing here? What What are you pushing? And then Batman, through this narration, goes up and, like we said, he ends up kicking a floorboard. Oh, my. And gets hit with toxin that he doesn't recognize because we have seen where he's had some sort of, you know, no, a no, lot it's, of the it's, toxin it's, doesn't look, affect him. So it's, it's not even that. One. It's just such a bad situation where he finds where he thinks, so like, he's been told about fear toxin by Harley Quinn, the hero strange has it before Busts through a door, chasing that joint, and goes and finds this whole thing, kicks the floorboard open, puts on a respirator, and says, oh, damn, knock the air filter off, and then gets infected. I'm like, come on, Batman. Oh, seriously. Yeah, I mean, knock the this, air filter is off. Is this the worst Batman ever? And then he starts having, of course, his, you know, fear things as his whole deal with his mom and dad. And oh my god, they're putting me, their death put me in a prison cell. It's kind of the deal. And then you see it's just back and forth with different things. But then when he needs to break out of it, he does, but we don't know if he has. He's chasing old men, old men, minor 49 Old men going up freaking ladders to cranes outside of the tower, which hold, hold like Harley Quinn. And I'm sitting like this. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're okay, Batman, because all of this... Seems kind of crazy, but I can believe it because it's Gotham. And if this guy is on the up and up, one of the most limber and athletic homeless men we've ever seen in our lives. This Honestly, guy I is seen jumping a lot. around. I don't know their limitations, Jim. Well, they have no limitations, Eric, but I don't have that anymore. But yeah, it ends up leading him to the top. And the idea that this guy is saying to him, we can't have this tower. We got to burn it down. We got to do it. And Batman's like, but the chemicals. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, no. <laughs> like, you, you got to do more than and then it just leads to Harley, who has to decide, am I going to bring it down? And you might think you're hallucinating, but who knows? I don't think so. And I'm going to destroy it. Arkham Tower. And then just the at the end of that, I'm like, of the safe program crap. building. We have Arkham Tower. Hugo Strange has some fear toxins doing stuff with mind control, but ultimately none of it and matters. And then tried to and burn the we'll place down and yeah. tried to get out, but, but they rebuilding but we, it. But we have fear toxin canisters under the floorboards of the building we tried to burn down. Yeah, just to have them there. I mean, everything everything in this, because you always want to get those construction workers. (laughs) You know, you got to keep them on their toes, you do. Should have hired scabs. Again, this is such a little bit. And we're going to go to this Arkham Tower, you know, story in Detective Comics. It's going to be weekly, Eric, very weekly, but we'll see how that is. It's like I said with the backgrounds. We're going to have to wait and see how the actual story is. But boy, this setup. Even from the start with the old idea of like, oh, my God, it's haunted, the ghosts, all this stuff going on. I just don't feel like there's anything here and you're just making up shit as you go. Oh, my God, I have that Batman We need a reason for peril, whether it makes sense or not. Exactly. And to all of that, I'm just wondering what the hell is this mattering or leading to that big story anyway of Batman running around. The unfinished building that's being retrofitted to make this. I want to know what everybody's all upset about with the ghost of like Amadeus Arkham or whatever Arkham it was. It's the curse of the land. I'm like, 
it just it seems like did somebody get affected by some fear of toxin that's just in there and they think oh god ghosts it's weird because you're almost playing with i don't know minor 49ers like he's even talking about the idea you mean the that homeless maybe man or the construction was, worker maybe no whatever that guy the homeless guy whatever okay. he was saying it's almost like the idea that hey by the way, like in Arkham, when they had it, they were also gassing people and making them insane. Was it them who came we're in insane? But did here. the place make us insane? All that. Where I would have liked the was idea it the of this. Ghost? Oh, yeah. Now, what I would have liked were Batman. You know, he's had some tangle entanglements with ghosts and things like that. But I actually would have liked Batman to go do some detector work about where this building is, what it's being built, and all that. Yeah, but and he just, went there. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, he just goes there and runs around having hallucinations. This is just well, made up shit for nothing. Some dude was all crazy slamming his face into well, a wall. What is he doing there? I mean, you say doing he was there detectives. looking, but detecting what is what well, I'm saying? Probably what you want. Well, he went there and, and just was walking around and hit a floorboard. That's all he did. I didn't see any detecting. I saw him being clumsy and ends up finding that. Damn. But hit even my then, when he said to Nakano, you can't call it Arkham Tower, this is that. There's more to a story than just have Batman randomly walking around an unfinished building, talking to construction workers, and then hitting a fear toxin. You know, it's just weird. We'll have to it's see all what all this ends up coming to. But I don't think that this matters one hoot because they're going to make huh? the tower. Batman's not going to be in Gotham. So it's kind of a weird kind of Look setup. Look what you did. Us. You made Batman leave Gotham. Well, yeah. And, and that's the other thing I was going to say when we talked about you know, Tynan and the ashes of, of things or whatever. I mean, we ended up where you're going to have a Batman who leaves Gotham. Gotham's by itself. We're going to have a tower. I, I don't know what's happening with these Bat books. What are you talking about Gotham's going to be by itself? You have the rest of the Bat family. Yeah, I, I don't know. They all have their own books, too. I don't Huntress, need that. Batgirls, Batwoman, Oracle, they don't have their, all their own books. You don't know that. Yeah, Batgirls has their own book. The Batgirls yes. and Oracle are in that book. She's also in the Nightwing book. Yeah, you don't have Huntress. But we don't even know how the play is if Huntress is going to be that much that involved in as well. Yeah, but I don't know that she's involved. Got, That's what I'm saying. The, I am Batman's for a time. No, he goes off to New York in like a, a Maybe new Maybe going to do some Batwing stuff. That might be. But yeah, I just think Signal. that this whole idea is that Mariko Tamaki has not done anything to show that I need you know, her to be the main Gotham book, but we'll see. Maybe and dude, she'll be able to need do that some shit because stuff. you got the second chances hanging out. Yeah, nah, maybe not. I don't <laughs> know how they end up. I, I don't know what happens with them, but yeah, it's just the idea where people, you know, they're upset about the bad books and Batman and whatnot. And then we're, yeah, we're going to have that. And I just, I don't know. I'm not that Gotham's excited. Full of I am not, what I'm saying, I'm not excited for this Arkham Tower okay. story. There's nothing that I'm sitting there thinking that seems neat. Plus now, we do, it, it, the idea if you want a Batman book and say you detective was your Batman book and we did the $25 do or die pull list, that's your pull list because it's weekly. And it's expensive. So we're going to end up having where they're really going to make people depends pay on their the quality. money. Well, we'll see. Because you have four books a month coming up, all five bucks. So with that, what would you give all this? This all combo. This all together, this convoluted mess of a finale to a story and trying to set up an Arkham Tower story and just the ridiculous and non-story aspect. I'm like, the art looks good, fine in both. I don't, I don't know. I don't really care for the art all that much in the backup. But like the main... Detective Comics, you know, heel vile story, fear state time. 
I think it looks amazing, but ultimately there's nothing to this book at all. You do not really read this for Fear State or really anything. Five out of ten. Yeah, I'm 5.5 out of 10 because I like the art. I, I do like the art. And here's, the, like I said, you do tie up some things, but did they need to be tied up and were they exciting? And the backup is not anything part of my score up or down. It's just kind of goofy. And I think that why you needed that fan service moment. Oh, of, oh my, Harley Quinn's still in town mommy, too, Jim. Mommy, daddy, what are, what are you doing? I'm like, really? What are you doing here? Here's the next book. Having a mental break. You calm down, Jim. Well, I guess you have to be crazy to be there. Catwoman number 37, written by Ram V. Art by Nina Vakueva, Laura Braga, Geraldo Borges, Jordi Belair, and Tom Napolitano. Three pencil songs. Ram V ties up his Catwoman Fear State story and continues to end his run on the book. In a decent but frustrating way, decent. Catwoman shows she always is up for the long con, and the Riddler proved he hasn't reformed at all, as Eric told us all along. <laughs> the battle for Alleytown, though, wasn't as big as Eric probably wanted it to be, or it should have been, uh, but it still was one of the better tie-ins to a lackluster event. I still do think that this was one of the better tie-in this, no, books. No, no, this is the, no, no, this is the best tie-in book of this section. I, I'm saying, <laughs> what other tie-in books did you like more? The thing is, I, I'm pretty sure they had one Fear State thing slapped on there, maybe at one point. I'm not positive about this, but even though it meant nothing, I Am Batman, definitely Nightwing, and... Uh, Nightwing was okay, but remember, nothing really happened in this. I said one of the this. better ones. I think that this actually, for what, what Ram V was given, and also he had to end his run at the same time, I think that he did a pretty damn good job for it because well, you have this. There's, there's one aspect to this book, the long con aspect of how we get Ivy away and full freaking Riddler and Penguin. Love that. Everything about the rest of this book is fucking bullshit. Well, though, again, with the though, White Witch. you ended up having the setup where the big thing was having Harley and the gardener end up leaving and going into this book. And then you pull that away. You don't even allow really any of that to really, really hit. It just becomes this long con. In the meantime, them telling them, this is your second to last issue. You gotta, you know, get things going. You gotta get rid of some people and whatnot. Or just so do actually, something. well, again, what are you gonna do though? Because you can't do much with the characters you're given. You're given we IV. Had, we've had the White Witch though show up for issues and issues ago. Out of nowhere, we found at the end of last issue that she was a clone, even though we had the Gardener, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman. T- somehow take on a girl who can phase in as a goddamn ninja. Take her out no problem out of nowhere because you need to happen just to find out she's a clone. And then in this, all the clones are already fighting our heroes out of nowhere. We don't have the transition. And this Harley saying, and they have different powers now, what we never get to see. Yeah, but we will because there's actually an urban legend story coming up that's supposed to go into Doesn't make this things. better. No, I'm saying, though, but in the meantime, you also have to deal with Ivy, but not much. You just have to get her out. And have battles and the idea of this second chance group only ended up being that they have to have something to say they're fighting the magistrate because somebody has to fight the magistrate. But you're, I don't think Ram V was allowed to do anything. Well, even when you have the second book. chance group, because you have a big idea where they are holding down everything in Alleytown. You got Knockout, Firefly, Killer Croc. Somebody else I'm forgetting right now, but they're all on here taking out freaking peacekeepers left and right until the freaking. Helicopters take off because they've been like told they have to get down to the docks because this is where Ivy's going to be. Penguin's waiting with his men to freaking take her before the magistrate can. 
And for some reason, when we have this great twist ending where, uh, like, Edward Nigma, the Riddler, is throwing down all his shit at Selena Kyle to about, oh, I fooled you. I did this. I did this just for Selena to pull the thing, like, the rug out from underneath him and say, you don't have what you think you have. And then all of a sudden, Naive Ivy turns into Clayface, and Clayface goes buck wild, as Clayface is wont to do. But for some reason, at that same time, you have all of the second chances already there before the helicopters could get there that they just saw leaving. Yeah. Well, I'm, my main thing, like I said, I think that Ram V wasn't told that he was ending his run until this stuff was already, you know, going on. So then he has to also tack on. So I think you have a bunch of artists where he's going to tack on some things because he was told, it seems pretty suddenly, listen, your last issue is December. You're done. And that's one issue out of Fear State. And by the way, you also have this Fear State that we're not really going to give you much to do anyway. And you have your characters. And yeah, I, the White Witch stuff is ridiculous. But and, and really, the ridiculous deal is the reason why Ghostmaker shows up in this is because somehow, like everything else in this DC universe anymore, he trained with the White Witch back in the day. That seems to it, it's very odd and all that. The big thing with Nygma, though, I thought was pretty cool. And is the, that going to be in this, con, this issue? It's Batman Urban Legends. Okay, so that's, that's why. No, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't come out for, you know, a month or so with that. I'm saying that Spoilers, that's, man, that's the only way. Well, it's in the solicits. That's the only but reason. No, I'm saying, though, outside of that, the Ghostmaker showing up here to fight with Catwoman, I thought and was that's kind the of a cool reason he's there to get that connection. That's the only reason he came in here is to get that connection because he goes right well, and starts fighting the White Witch. I know, but it's out of nowhere. He was nowhere, everywhere, and then he just shows up well, here just because they Alley call Town. him back. No, I'm saying, though, it's here to set that up. It's a Ram V story that he's going to do. He has to connect it there. So it's going to end up where he's going to show later. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm not saying it's stupid or no, nothing. No, I'm saying it makes sense, though, for this character to show up here, which I thought was cool. No, it actually doesn't, because when they try to get a hold of him, he can't get through because his thing's fritzing out. We were told that it was not affected at all. But still, you end up having that. The only reason it's here, I'm saying, is to force that urban legend story that's coming up. No other reason. That's why he's here to connect him with the White Witch and then that. But other than that... You end up having the long con. I saw some people saying, hey, uh, I like how you tie back to that annual when she had the Italian crime. Fight. That's just made up shit. That's just nothing. With Frank Baz, where we tie back to that thing, like, let me tell you about this back in the day where I used to hang out with this one guy named Frank and things didn't work out. That's the whole con. I'm like, Selena's a thief. She is a con artist. This this works for the idea of what she's setting up because she expects Nygma to fuck her over. We don't need to have a tie-in to this guy who taught her about the long con years ago. And it's supposed to be like that smart tie-in, right? Where we saw that when we ended up having Joshua Williamson on the Flash run. We're like, oh my god, that tied into the second issue. No, no, he went back and saw that and made it up. This is not that. Like, Ramby himself's not doing the long con. Like, I'm going to set this up because later they're going to make me do a Fear State deal and I'm going to do that. It was okay, though, but basically it's just, yeah, I learned how to do the long con. Uh, with that, Riddler, is that the worst riddle ever? Was he trying to just play it safe, like, hey, it's a dish best Like, everybody knows that's revenge. It wasn't well, even that's a the riddle. Thing is, what is that worse, this one or the flashback we have in Harley Quinn, but this uh, issue for this one talks about footsteps. Too. Yeah, it's very odd with that one as well. But like I said, there's not this much. This one's relevant, at least. You're right, though. There's not much going on. And even I got it kind of like, oh, Ghostmaker, you showed up for that, which, again, you didn't know I don't the mind. solicit, but 
it's just like everybody else is busy and Ghostmaker's been MIA lately. This at least tells me where he's been. He was hanging out in Eden all this Until time, which made me think that, you know, it's a weird deal for him to be hanging out after this and beat him back to fight the it's there's a weird take. And also just the timing is weird. But with that, you get Ivy and you get Catwoman doing another caper. And it was OK. I mean, it's a clay face thing by the end. They had clay fish. How did the second chances cool. get where they are before the magistrate that they were just fighting? I just think they were there fighting doing things. I don't know. The idea that, that was the, the biggest problem. Clayface being there was great. And the, the, like the second chances, they were done. They were freaking tired as hell fighting himself. Croc seemed happy that they had left them because it seemed like he was on his last leg from all the fighting he was doing. But when Clayface turns out to be the big dupe here, starts going on there's Penguin, hey, Basil, you and I know each other. Please don't hurt me, baby. And then the rest of the, uh, the second chances are just there taking on other people. I'm like, how did you get here and where were you? Yeah, because it was a weird play because they're fighting and they're like, oh, for all Basil's speeches. Yeah. The weird thing is, is I, I could, without that line, I could tell you that we just didn't see everybody in the truck. It's a big truck and we don't see everybody with Basil sitting there pretending that he is Poison Ivy. But I, I don't think so. I think that they ended up, I don't know, running very quickly. Again, I don't know the layout of Alleytown either. The way of getting to one place or whatnot, but it was a cool setup. Well, they could get there before helicopters could. Yeah, 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 really. I mean, we'll talk about the next book in Gnarly. It seems like they think that, you know, Alleytown's 25 miles outside of Gotham. But again, do you think that's a they thing? Like, do you think that's Stephanie Phillips or do you think it's Riley Rossman? I'm telling you, number one, Stephanie Phillips. Or Riley Rossmo is not going to just throw that out there. That has to be editorial. Somebody has to have looked at that and told them that. That's not something that I think an artist would just come up with or a writer. Usually these things have to go through people. You ask them whatnot, but somebody had to check that and know it. And it's kind of infuriating with some things because I kept asking you because sometimes it seems really far away. Then it's not. Then it is. It's a neighborhood Um, in Gotham. Yeah, not not according to them. That's next book. But yeah. I, I also I'll tell you where I said that it's frustrating is stuff like you said. How do they how do the uh second chances get there quick? But also Penguin was weird in this. Like this whole deal of him like little pig I'm like, where is he going? It's, that is not a penguin. You know, bird thing. motif. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and even Classic then it would, penguin doing your fairy tale nonsense. Like, if Professor Pig was in there and you're doing that, but it's not. It's and that's Ivy. reverse though. It's I know got a man wolf, maybe. Maybe that'd be funny. But yeah, you you have penguin and ivy. Little pig, little like what? What are Classic you doing? Penguin. It's so wah, weird. Wah, wah, little <laughs> pig, little pig. That's all I thought was like, why are you doing <laughs> like he's that? He's trying on some uh-huh. new for size. Yeah, I guess he's changing up his game, right? Oh, it's evolve a, or die, Jim. The Riddler then is just like, question me this. He's changing shit up, too. Well, I don't, dude, he starts doing Lewis Carroll shit. Mad Hatter's going to get pissed. Oh, that would be fun. Just little pig. <laughs> what? Like, really? And I think there's something when we go to Harley next. There's something in that that felt weird, too, with the overall deal. But the whole deal with Alley Tennant, like you said, again, I don't mind Ghostmaker showing up. I'm not saying that he wouldn't or whatever. It's kind of okay. But the thing that gets me, though, besides that, it seems just a way to connect them because Rambi is going to go right then. It's also that we've already seen the they say the gardener took out like what are these white witches? And then you end up having. 
you know, Ghostmaker come and just take care of them immediately anyway. They were nothing of a threat, and that's you know, the like you were saying. The thing is, I'm okay with because it's the Ghostmaker for one thing. You know, a guy who trained even harder than Batman did when they were a kid. And I just think the though, when he's doing Asia. this, I mean, that would be like me saying, you know what? Marshawn Lynch, he trained to be a running back. I still don't need him to go and do it with a peewee team. Because when you said the gardener has already taken these down, I think Ghostmaker is a little too higher level. It's That's too the much thing of a pay is, like, the whole for. thing. I don't understand how Catwoman, who maybe you can make the argument because of what you've read in the past with her taking out Talia as a swordsman or fucking being able to. I like when she's in the karate the stance and stuff like that. I don't know how you're going to play this, but when you have Harley Quinn, the gardener, and Catwoman taking out a ninja woman who can phase through any physical object, can take them out and then, you know, have a struggle a little bit, but also try to take out clones of her who supposedly have different powers, but you don't get to see what those powers are. Yeah, the the problem I have and what I think went Simon on Sim. the thing that uh, that seems to be the case, we ended up having Father Valley show up in the Catwoman book. Hey, he's there. It kind of seemed like a weird connection to Asriel, that sort of thing, St. Dumas. And then he was leaving when you were introducing White Witch. Remember, we're like, okay, we're doing rotating deals. And then it seemed like then the, the word was coming in and sales or whatever. Oh, my God, people like this Father Valley. And White Witch got put on the shelf. There was never any time to develop her. And then she's just well, thrown even, in at the end here. And it, it just, it's a mess. I even mean, when I is, say that Harley says she has different powers now that the clones have showed up and they just keep showing up, like every time you beat one, two more, replace it. But even when she tries to put the bat to the one, she phases through it. So it doesn't, they don't all have different powers. This one that like, I don't understand what they're playing at. It's funny too, though, because I don't know, like at one point, you end up having the one, and I swear to God, I, and it's only because of a peacekeeper deal or whatever. I thought to myself, do they actually have flicker spray painted the on phase. their armor? And that was them phasing. But in that, I, it looks just like the peacekeeper one, two, three, four, five, that, that deal. And I'm like, oh my God, like, are they so PK on brand? One. I thought they were on brand. They're the flickers, but it's not even spelled like, but it's F-L-K-R. I'm like, all right, now that's kind of weird, but. Yeah, it's the phasing through. But yeah, so then, then they powers. don't, then they do, and yeah, it's weird, so we'll see but the thing how is, this is going the on. The long con explanation of Selena Kyle to get the one-up over Edward Enigma, great in, like uh, conclusion to this whole thing, because it was, I was waiting for it to happen, just for the other shoe to drop on Edward when he thinks he's on the upper hand here. Fuck you, Riddler, taking you down a notch. Love all of that in the freaking reveal that Clayface was this naive poison ivy and Penguin got screwed over again. Just great. Ghostmaker showing up as well. I like it, but when we spend the majority of the issue just taking out white witches and running from place to place and doing different things, and then, like, this is not a great finale to all of that. Now, I will tell you, you get the smoochy smoochies with Harley and Ivy, and I do enjoy that every time I see it. I thought that was weird, but we'll we'll talk about that in a second, because I just want to read the Penguin's dialogue. It makes me laugh. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> what, what is he getting at? What is he watching? Or is he reading something? Or are they talking? Because out of nowhere, he goes, I wouldn't want to harm a hair on the little kitty's chinny chin chins now, would you? Ivy, oh, Ivy, open your door off and I'll What is he doing? Uh, I felt that there was a weird deal here where you do have this stuff going on. And then I wondered how they were going to play it because when you have that naive Ivy, I don't know that you should be making out with that section of, I don't know why it threw me The best off. parts of her? Now, like, yeah, because that to me felt like almost like the little kid. I'm not saying that 
I'm yeah, saying though that ideas. no, I'm saying though that it's not Ivy. This is the part of Ivy that was in love with Harvey. Harley. I know that, but it's not Ivy. It's half. And if you watch in this next one with the Harley Quinn book, I think Stephanie Phillips thought the same way because you kind of get towards that. And they don't end up kind of coming together until both of them even saying. You know, I'm not the one. Hey, I'm wondering if you're going to like me when they're combined and that. But that's all of me. That's the whole deal. I actually thought the idea that if you separate two people and then the one is this naive one, that's just I I, feels wrong to me to actually start making out with it. But we'll we'll see. I don't I didn't see. I was okay either way. (laughs) It's weird. Like I said, though. It would be we call like, her naive, Harley uh, Ivy, just because she's a nice person who is trusting. But this is also the, all the best parts of Poison Ivy and the part that loves Harley. You take the best parts of me. Now, there's not many, right? And then you know me. <sighs> you know the deal, think. right? <laughs> and then you go to me and say, hey, uh, you know what? Can I have $50,000? And I, yeah, that'd be great because I'm the nice Jim here. You okay. go. That's not the, me. You're taking thing, advantage of me. The thing is, it is me I'm taking. But the thing is. Harley is not trying to take advantage of Ivy. I know, but Ivy. I think that she should be the one like, this isn't really you. This is part know. of you, a weird but not idea you. About this. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I had thought it was a weird play. And most of the time, we have not seen her do this with the naive deal and all the smoochy smoochies. It's after they end up combining back. Oh, my God, your back is you. Smoochy, smoochy. And I just thought that was a, a little bit weird over. It didn't really affect anything. And I wasn't offended. I just thought it was a weird play to, to go with that because that's not really her. That's just part of her. And it's the best no, part of her that could be taken advantage thing of. The thing is, it's a, it's a seed that was growing. And I have trouble with the idea of how it's put out in here. Like either it's this one or Harley Quinn, the next issue that we're going to talk about. But the idea that like, you know, everything that we have, like Queen Ivy, and then you have naive, what we call naive Ivy over here. It's just a random explanation of Gardner out of nowhere how, like, you know, if Ivy keeps going down this path, she's going to die and it's going to kill all the best parts of her. So I'm going to make sure that I make somebody with the best parts of her. Like, she knew that if Ivy died, she'd somehow come back to life and just be without the happiness and joy. And in order for that to work out, then, and then you have to go and combine them and go, like, none of that bullshit makes any sense. They are both Ivy. It doesn't make any sense. And the idea that I'm afraid that she'll come back without the good, and then there she is without like, the good because she mind, took the good. I, she didn't take the good. She copied the good to make a seed. You can't just take that out of the again, mind Again, though, the like I said, that's not Ivy. Can't copy or it's you could even have – there's never been a part of this like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just kind of sneak up and kill Queen Ivy because she's bad and one will have this good one. There's never been a question of that because that's the whole Ivy. And that's why I thought it, it was a well, weird little play. This whole thing with where like the idea of a clone and who somebody is and it's based on their like, you know, what they know and what they read. Remember the movie Multiplicity with uh, Michael Keaton where each one of them were Michael Keaton. And they had like they became different people though based on the experiences that they were doing, but they were all the same guy essentially. Yeah, but if I end up where you get me and then Simple Jim over there, and you keep going to Simple Jim because he's nice and kind of naive and dumb, and you keep asking him for money, that's kind of taking advantage the, of it. The thing is, that is me just straight up taking advantage of somebody though. Yeah, but again, at this point, that's a different you know, scenario completely. At this point, though, Queen Ivy won't give the smooches. So, you know, you get Why? the smooches from the night because she's Queen Ivy. She said, I oh. don't really love you fully yet. And I, I kind of like you, but not like. And so then she's like, oh, I'm going to get my smooches quick and gets it. And it's just quick. And you want to get that 
smooch. Every yeah, book that's had this has the We've smooches. Had it three times so far. By this point, the feels are way gone from me. And you just have it quickly and like, well, there yeah, we, we go. ideas about things. So yeah, I no, I'm just saying in general, we've seen this scene three times. Oh, I, know. I mean, how many times are they going to smooch where it's supposed to be Another? the feels and you get this quickly and then just go off. It's just one. It's not even a full page. It's it's not even a half a page unless it's just there. Oh, my God. Kiss me before. Maybe you get evil again or whatnot. But you go off with that. And, yeah, you end up having Catwoman by the end. You know, talking about the idea that she's tried to come in, but it wasn't Alley Town that was really the thing that she cared about. It was the people in it. And, you know, it might be time to leave. And that's what we saw. Goodbye, that is going to happen Town. anyway. As Goodbye, we end up second chances. Goodbye, shoes and Ram skid will be leaving. And then you have Teen Alley and then change it up. Uh, but, yeah, he's been cleaning up this run as he went down. Uh, but, yeah, but everybody's going to be left behind. We're not going to see anything of this when Teeny Howard comes in and starts her own run. And that seems to be a very solo Catwoman book. What would you give this at the end? I like the art enough in this whole thing. It's just we spend a lot of time trying to say we're doing something without really doing anything because it, just, it never makes sense to the story. You're just adding elements, whether they make sense or not, toward the end. Even with the second chances, we're like, oh, they're here as well, even though we showed them somewhere else. The idea of getting one over on the Riddler, great. Getting one over on Penguin, great. And even Ghostmaker making a cameo here to help out Catwoman, great. But... Overall, it's not a great issue, but probably the best tie-in we've had to Fear State in this section. So, 6.5 out of 10. I'm going 7. I liked it because he's not given anything and told to end his run. It's a lot to do. I don't know what he was told. Well, we see his run ends next issue. He has the end of his run. I mean, here's the thing, too. You end up having Ram V, who people seem to love. I'm not a huge fan, but they seem to love. He gets a Swamp Thing book where you get 10 issues and three of them tie into the Suicide Squad. So then they add some at, at the back end of that. And then you get, hey, by the way, you have to end your run. Oh, yeah, you also have to tie in a fear state at the same time. You get one issue after that to really tie things up. And that's a lot to do. And it's kind of a dick move by DC to make somebody do that. It's pretty crazy to end your run mostly in a tie-in event type deal because you're going to want to end stuff. But also you have to assume that a lot of people are going to be reading this who haven't read Catwoman just reading it. As a fear state tie, again, so the that's thing is weird. the fear state tie-in, but is it really tying in the fear state at all? Well, we we're said just kind of doing Ram V stuff and saying fear state. I said about all of these. What 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 book has really had anything? Fear state never had shit going on in the Batman book. Tynan set up an event that has nothing that any of these other books could do because he was doing nothing for issue after issue after issue, setting up, doing nothing. None of these books had anything to really do. So yeah, he, he was fine. Oh, well, what? Who? Ram V. No, because he, he didn't did have anything have, he had to do. No, I'm saying he had the characters in here and had to sit around and do nothing with Ivy being the naive Ivy. That's the big thing, Fear State. But you had to wait until the very last issue of the event. And then this comes out the week later. That's all that you had here. And so he's trying to make do with that and trying to fight Magistrate. I mean, you get rid of Magistrate and Ivy, then you can have some proper things going on but he's made to tie into something that you know you get the building but nothing to tell because the story's already been told this is also a week late or at least a week after the event so you're kind of just handcuffed through this whole thing look at the nightwing book all you end up in that is barbara and dick kissing and you didn't still get anything. yeah but you didn't get anything there was nothing there to do and really tom Tom Taylor was good enough, you know, he had it where 
he only had a couple of all the heavy lifting at the end he had he had a what's it called but again it wasn't even a nightmare it was more of a back rolls book anyway but you ended up where tom taylor yeah because you ended up having the back rolls and barbara doing more with the anti-oracle that set up the back rolls book so you end up here though you had this long running thing. Rand V was telling this long running story. Tom Taylor just ended up having six issues, got out of that first arc, and then was able to just kind of cut clean with that. Uh, I think that he had a better setup. I think Rand V just got dicked with this completely, especially having to end his run as well. But yeah, we'll go to the next book, which again, this is a book that kind of, you know, had to veer off from whatever the regular story was to try to tie into this stuff and really didn't have much to, to do. Harley Quinn number nine, written by Stephanie Phillips, art by Riley Rossmall, I've Sensi and D. Ron Bennett. Harley Quinn and Kevin get their butts out of fear state in a simple issue that makes Kevin a hero and gets Ivy to Eden to do her thing. There isn't much here to do though, but uh, I continue liking Kevin and like him Kevin's and Sam as a duo. Again, Tynan barely had anything to say or do in his own main book uh, during the so-called event. Stephanie Phillips does what she can to tie up her own little story here. It's okay. I mean, there's not much going on. You end up again having this deal with we got to get Ivy to Gotham. We got to get her to Eden. We got to combine. We already know that that happens, so there's no tension with that. it goes out of its way to do it wrong the entire time because our main villain in this whole thing for some reason is Keepsake, who then somehow catches up to Harley and Ivy making their way out while the gardener and Catwoman try to keep Keepsake at bay. So we go on a road trip that tells us somehow Gotham City is 25, 25 miles, miles away, away from like where it we are in Alleytown. It's so funny. It's like, ooh, we have to take more time because we have to fill up space. Let's make it 25 miles away. We have nothing going on here besides for the idea of what Kevin is doing on his heroic emotional journey right now of trying to figure out what's right and wrong because that is the heart of this book right now. Now Harley Quinn is just going on joy rides freaking with uh, naive Ivy at this point in time before Keepsake just kind of shows up, tries to take him out. We have you, these weird fights where then Catwoman and the like gardener show up and hit him with a like a van. It's weird. And like we have no real that's the thing is, maybe it's supposed to be that way because this guy is such a no a nothing. A maybe, nobody. but the weird thing is, is you end up having his legion who they just say, ah, people out. are taking yeah. care of him off panel. Like, really? That was the setup. Uh, Kevin's good, right? Kevin's the thing fine. Is, I thought that there was a weird deal. Now, also, this is the book that you get that kind of setup for the Arkham Tower, the whole safe you don't really get much, but it's Kevin going back Safe in. program's on fire, and he's got to help people who once hurt him and working for the bad guy. I really thought, holy shit, why don't we elevate this book so much by having the idea that this future state that we may or may not get to because of the deal, that we find on the retro deal is that somehow Kevin becomes Peacekeeper 1 because he really does the same thing that they say. But we know if Sean Mahoney's no, Peacekeeper I'm saying, 1. No, I'm saying what they say, but it changed up. He's doing exactly what Sean Mahoney did in A-Day. He's doing exactly what he did, and I thought that that was kind of a crazy deal that we'd well, get Sean this Mahoney weird deal. Well, Sean supposed to be a good guy who was t- secretly a bad guy, and he's supposed to be a bad guy who's secretly a good guy. Well, so that's why I thought it was, No, I thought that that would be the play, and it would be something pretty crazy with that, but you don't get anything from because it. Because the thing is, if matter. those nurses who were knocked out in Arkham, who, like, Sean Mahoney went back to go save, if those bitches would have eaten his turkey sandwich in the break room, he would have let them burn. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been the case. I'm just saying, the Kevin idea... Kevin was terribly tortured by Lockwood and all these different people. 
people and he went back for them. The idea that you keep thinking that future state is still free and clear of everything we, we have been seeing is, is not the case in my mind because Simon Saint's done. He gets arrested. What do we talk about free and queer? No, I'm saying the idea that I can't say, well, that could be the change that we get in future state. And you're like, no, no, no. We already saw Sean Mahoney. I mean, that may not be the case. No, anymore. no, I agree. In my mind, though, there's no way that we could ever get to no, that future state. No, I thought state, that though. it was kind of a funny idea, that it was almost the same exact thing that you ended up having with A Day. Actually, if you want to make a tie in deal with Kevin, the idea that they were pushing Sean Mahoney as being a hero, right. I mean, even as Peacekeeper 1, that he's actually trying to emulate him and then doesn't realize that that's an awful you know, piece of crap. Is, I like that angle as well, just because it's one of those things like never meet your heroes where you want to go and be this really heroic kind of guy. This is really a piece of shit in the background. That's fine. You emulate what you believe the person but to be. But what I like, <laughs> though, is and what I like about that would have been the idea that he is inspired by a real piece of shit, but actually does the good thing. Yeah. Even like you have Harley on each shoulder, the bad, the good, the devil and the angel trying to say, like, let him burn. Let him do this. And, uh, you know, he ends up being that. a good guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it could have been a peacekeeper type thing. I got to be like that hero, Sean Mahoney. Peace. No, don't be like him, Kevin. But with that, I don't even know what Riley Rossum was doing. I sent you the picture of that one deal. I mean, is this goiter about to just pop? I, this thing is humongous. It's and not even is, funny I, I, I anymore. The thing is, I don't mind the goiter anymore because I've gotten past it because it has been that ridiculous panel, the entire though, time. one with the back and forth with the ha. Huh? It's bigger than his head. It's just because we're right there, right in, like, you know, it's right in Front Street with that. He's right in Front Street with his face. <laughs> That's, look how small that is. Oh, my God. But, yeah, you get that Stop body play. shaming Kevin. Oh, my God, that neck. But I don't want to look at it, but I, I don't want to hurt you I really want to show that tattoo. Uh, but, yeah, he has to decide. put shirts on. Yeah, and, and this, this guy's a piece of crap. This guy that was Lockwood? mean to him, Lockwood. And uh, Lockwood, he ends up where... He does the right thing. Then Lockwood doesn't because Kevin gets stuck. I'm like, you piece of crap. Lockwood, and this you, is why you, you don't help gonna people. Happen. You hate to see you're trying to get out of this burning building and you're like, you know, Kevin pushes out of the way before Rebel comes down. But then Kevin gets piled under a bunch of flaming Rebel and Lockwood leaves him to die. And this is such a weird situation because we had the character that showed up last time that, you know, Kevin was kind of paired up with before he went in to go save people inside the safe program building. This woman named Sam. And I do want to believe, even though I went back last issue to go see their introduction and taking out Peacekeeper and stuff like that, that with this whole thing where Sam is the, the ideals that embody Kevin, what he wants to be, and is more of a, like an ultimate personality that puts you on. You want Kevin to be insane, but no, it would have been I, good. I, just, I want him to have this idea, this protective kind of thing, this woman, Sam, who he looks up to already. Like, you know, he meets her. She's kick-ass. She's confident and stuff like that. All the things that Kevin would want to be. And even the idea when, like, you know, she moves the rubble, which in my mind, I can say that Kevin just did it and, like, you know, got the strength to do it. But when they're walking out, it's when it really struck me was she's afraid of fire. And in my mind, if you're going to do this whole psychological thing, the moment that Kevin really went down hardcore and down this life of, like, crime and stuff like that, now that he's trying to rebound, was when he, you know, Molotov, Molotov cocktail. She's afraid of fire, and because that's the re- that's the thing that would have led Kevin down this wrong Maybe path. Maybe we'll still go with it. Maybe I, it, it'd be cool. I'd like the idea where then she starts popping up, arguing with the devil. I like Sam, and I think that that's a cool deal. It, in my mind, Stephanie Phillips is going surface level. Is somebody actually able to accept Kevin and realize that he is good down below, like Harley has also done with him. It's just that she just popped up out of nowhere here. Agreed. And she I was actually just, was you know, like, in an what alley. the heck? And that makes me think, like you're saying, that maybe there would be more. And that is him 
getting the gumption and getting the adrenaline and wanting to go because even at that one point when she says my adrenaline's running out oh my god i'm afraid of fire that would be something and maybe you're on to something maybe we'll see that a little later i just uh, want to see them, how they replay it so like you know to show me the scenes of how they were actually were in kevin's mind and stuff like that because when kevin first comes across him he just heard somebody yell help and he goes down and like uh She's, it wasn't the help that he was, t- like, thought it was about, but she's, you know, going after him. And then he turns around, uh, the peacekeepers turn around and see Kevin. And then all of a sudden, she from behind hits them in the head with a brick. So I want to see how this plays out in real life with, with what, you know, Kevin believes is happening or what is in real life. Yeah, that if was the case. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, kind of, yeah. I'd go with, if you're going to tell me that's what it is, because like I said, she just pops up out of nowhere. And I actually, oh, yeah, Sam, there we go. And then even then, when you have this van and, the, you know, pretty much the Mustang, all these things going towards Gotham that is way too far for what it should be. I even said to you again, hey, how far away is it? And you're like, it's part of the neighborhood deal. This is so far away. I mean, and if you sit there and say, well, it could be. No, no, no. Me and Eric live in an area that's between two, a big city. And, and that's kind of like each way is almost it's too far. That's not the case. And. So they're doing that. They end up getting their car blown up and it's keepsake. But th- this is my problem too. keepsake is the big to do in this book. He never uh, felt like he you was. Know, well, he was in this book. It's not big overall, but you didn't even get a good view of keepsake here to get that last what bit, like Hugo seeing Strange? the thing. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying with this, it ended up leading to Hugo just you skedaddled out. But you end up when he shows up, I'm not letting you leave with my prize. And I'm like, who is that? Oh, it's keepsake. It didn't even look good. And again, that's not even Riley Rossmo nonsense deal. You never really centered on this character to have any sort of cool art with his different tech and stuff. But yeah, you end up having his league in the background and whatnot. And again, Hugo Strange did nothing felt right in this book. This safe program deal Just was idea. ridiculous. We need to have a program before we let the magistrate in take over. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to start a safe program to make sure the people are you know, safe. And the person we're going to put in charge, we're going to spring him out of Arkham Asylum and put him in charge. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think we're doing things right from the get-go, Nakano. I don't think you're getting reelected next time. Also, I don't know. They better, they should get a hold of whoever built that safe tower to get on that because that thing was built in a hot weekend. It was just there out of nowhere. Uh, But yeah, this is what it is. And then they end up getting Ivy back and you end up having that connection as they run through. Like even the idea of going and how like the whole plan before this, and I don't know, like you say, it wasn't interrupted because of Fear State. I don't know where we are taking, you know, mind controlling stuff from the Fear Toxin possibly and injecting them into clowns for Hugo Strange and or Keepsake. I'm like. Did it really ever play out? Are those the, like are those the keepsakes army now? It's weird because that seems like a perfect setup to go into something like Fear State. And then it got Goofy and then it got Kevin, which I like Kevin, but it ended up Kevin's again. Fine. It ended up again being something like, okay, well, you can't do too much in your book because we're not doing much in the main event. So kind of hold tight, hold tight. Oh, it's ending. Boom, you get Ivy back, and they combine and hug in this. Uh, but overall, yeah, it's kind of a disappointment. But a lot of these, it but really you get feels the smoochie like, with Harley and Ivy. Yeah, I don't see any smoochie here. I see it's them looking there. at each other. No smooch. They're looking at each other almost. With their lips puckered. <laughs> yeah, almost. Uh, but by the end of this, I can fill in the gaps. It's almost like one of those things where we talk about. It's a little different. But when we came out of some writers 
that were in the future state. And I'm like, oh, I didn't like that. And you're like, well, that wasn't their story. So hold tight. Let's see what they got. I'm almost going with like, okay, let's get back to the regular books like Harley, which we had been really high on, then a little down, but up again. And now I can't really rate the Sphere State as a whole thing. Like, oh, my God, Harley stinks. because I just want to get back to the regular run of these books and see what is going on and how they kind of get out of the crumbling abyss of this nonsense. Because, like you said, this book was set up to be this thing with Hugo and all that, and that got ripped to the ground now. And I don't know what goes on with the Harley book. Yeah, that too. Like, that's what I want. So all this, when we're done, it's like, oh, that was Fear State. Let's wipe that clean. Let's get back to the regular run of things that we like, were enjoying we a bunch of these books. a weird situation with the, like, not the gang of Harleys like it was in her own book years ago, but almost like Harley's gang, like in the Harley Quinn animated series, where she has, like, you know, what, what, what her gang was now, a King Shark and Dr. Psycho. But in this one, where you'll have Kevin and then maybe Poison Ivy, and then you also have Solomon Grundy. Is it going to be along those lines? Because the thing is, can kind of deal with that and that's and it's great because a lot of times remember at points we were like oh my god the teen titans book is a bunch of characters that have connections to bad people like you know you have that this is like oh my god harley's getting a team together of people who are misunderstood or are looked at as a joke or pushed aside and i like that i like sure she could take in some of them second chances too yeah and because it's because it's harley First off, she usually is nice, especially to people like this. And when you do have that, like with the Solomon Grundy, it's great. But she's also got that psychology thing going on. And I like that she's one who's trying to be better and looked at as bad. It really plays out well that way. And I, I hope that that continues. I hope that that's the main focus, like you said, to go forward with that sort of Idea. Maybe Croc, maybe not Knockout, because I think Knockout would be turning yeah, into, Cro- if, like, you no, know, Croc's a great one for her, I, I think. I think Knockout would want to share the bed with both of them. Like, I don't know if these two are in the sharing as much as Knockout exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, I think that Croc's a great one to have in that. Uh, Clayface is actually a pretty cool one that you could have some fun with I don't in know, this for as some well. reason, like, I think I'm, all, like, for some reason, Salmon Grundy is, like, filling up my big guy quarter for a little while. I Croc know, is a I little know pushing you say it, like, that. I'm like, who else could there be? Because Clayface is a big freaking monster. Croc's kind of a big freaking monster. We already have a Solomon Grundy. It's just the idea when you have, I'm not going with the idea that we're sitting there looking at stats right, and trying Cheshire. to make a big team. I'm looking at the idea like, I mean, you could, she you could have a, sense. you could have a crazy Clayface who pretty much is upset. Like all they do is he's, it's great though, because Croc's the best because he has been reformed at oh, points yeah. and has done and always ends up having things that go wrong and whatnot. So. He would be great. I don't care if him and Solomon Grundy kind of felt like, like the same Even slot. if you got Orca out of freaking, you know, Blackgate Prison, which I don't think there's... Orca you know, would be great, too. The thing is, she might be dead now because of that punchline. But the whole thing, maybe if Orca got back out, she might be cool in this whole thing. Yeah, it would be. There's a bunch of characters that you can look at that are those characters that might want to try to do... You know, they're never going to be heroes, heroes because of who they are anyway. And that's what fits, you know. Orca could do good. She's never going to be like Batman's going to call the team up or anything. Because you're right, Orca we need anyway. the ventriloquist. But that would be cool. Eh, why not? Right? No, you just get Scarface. He's just there by himself, just there. sitting in the corner. Hey, what do you got to say, dummy? Kevin freaking comes out there and covers his face. You just see his big goiter Can mouth. Like, see my Kevin lips aren't moving. To do that. That's what he does. He's drinking a glass of water and then he messes just running it up. down. <laughs> He's supporting. I got a drinking problem. Big goiter I, neck. I like with the that mouth though. On like it. you said, that's where some of these. I like this idea of just kind of 
getting this as a, okay, this is done, let's reset, let's go. And, and hopefully we get some stuff that we like again in this book because this didn't hit for the ending. Or the Fear State stuff, really. We just got Bat more Woman in and freaking Red Alice or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, what would you give this? I don't think this is the greatest thing ever. Um, this, this, I'm telling you, the Kevin is the best part about this. Everything to deal with Harley Quinn and Ivy and Keefsake, pretty much anything to do with Fear State kind of suck balls completely. I like Kevin's journey. I like where Kevin might be going. And he is the heart and soul of this book, which is crazy because I hated Kevin when this first started. So then. But I'm going to give this because everything else sucked a six out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go six out of 10 as well. It's a shame because, you know, this book just didn't have much going on. And once you, you tore down everything that was going on. So we'll see how Stephanie Phillips ends up going from there. And, and Riley Ross Mozart, again, we, we have said, it's it crazy is. when we're like, oh, my God, we really miss it and going. This one seemed a little, I don't know, things just were too, like, shoved together. There was too many crazy things going on that I had problems going with the progression. At one point, it got so crazy that you had to go old school and have arrows to actually lead you on the way because it was so wacky. Do you think it was that like, wacky or do you think that was just a stylistic choice? Because I didn't no. think it was that crazy of a I didn't think it was either, but you had these other panels that were on the outside and I think that maybe they were like, okay, you have this big part and people... So I, I, I'm guessing that editorial had those said, you got to do that because we haven't seen that at all in this. But I didn't think it was that crazy either. Uh, but that is the end of this section. We're going to go off now. We'll be back with some more books. My voice will be back, I, I think, maybe. But we'll Don't see blow it out what's going the on then. Uh, but we'll be back in a couple of seconds. Let me tell you a little bit about Batman, the audio adventures from HBO Max. Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the Cape Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. Starring Jeffrey Wright as Batman and a who's who of incredible Saturday Night Live alums, this rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas. Includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossy and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. So go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman The Audio Adventures only on HBO Max. Eric, you've read comics most of your life. Uh, I don't know. Have you enjoyed most of them? You think that it is on the so I started majority? talking to you about them. 
Yeah, really. I mean, or when you get something that is loved by millions and you go pish posh on that, which we'll hear millions. about later. Millions. Well, we you see didn't those know sales that that was a the million flash. sales numbers. You didn't see those sales numbers. Unprecedented, Eric. Unprecedented numbers. Uh, I think, though, with that said, and you're talking about, and that's the thing. I don't think that I bring your score down. I would hope not. I may not like things as much as you at points. I think that you become more uh, lenient in, let's see what they're going to give us. And and I'm more of a, I need it in the now. No, my favorite is, is where you spend the entire review telling me how much you don't like this and then your score is higher. Well, that's because I end up thinking that that's a bad score. Somehow you think that 5.5 is the new 10. I think, and, and DC might agree with you there, though. I did end up, before we got on, I was on Twitter, and I love those, you know, tweets. Hey, everybody, and, the, like, we're going to start with Robin, and it would be like, hey there, Robin's working that tournament. What did you think? And you end up having the one page, and then you have the comments with it, and then we sit there, me and you talk about these all the time, where you have the comments where people seemingly don't know anything except that one panel, so they only react to that, and they react crazy Looks like to butt. that. Yeah, really, or or you'll end up having Damien fighting like Connor. They won't know who Connor is, so then they'll say, but with that, they didn't do that this week because of Thanksgiving. I think everybody's off. So when I went over to check it out, because I do get a kick out of it, I went and looked, and I see the Justice League tweet from last week. I'm like, okay, let's see this, because usually... You'll go back and forth. You'll have people who don't like it. People who do, boy, that one, it, it better open up DC's eyes. Because I looked at that. The best that you were going to get is nice. Like somebody do that. Everybody else is, I'm dropping this when the JLD ends. Why are we doing this? I can't say it was brutal. The thing is, I, if they're watching, they're on the late on the ball because this has been every comment section. No, for I a know, long but I'm time. saying this is like every bit of the the positive, there was always a positive, a little bit, like somebody like, I don't care what people say, I think Ben just there's nothing but just pure out negative, and I hope that they are That's looking, all I've seen. and then most of the time, this is the idea where I really, really see now that the JLD is coming to an end, that backup, really, people spelling out, I have one more issue, I'm done, when the JLD is, I'm done, and, and that sort of thing, so I, I wonder if they even pay attention to them, because they end up putting those out. I think they just leave them there and then, you know, go so on to do. the next thing. So uh, I just don't know, though, with I wanted to see this week because this section, I, I actually think this is a pretty good section of books here that we're going to be going through. And we'll start out. We'll get right to it now. We'll start out with what? Robin number eight, written by Joshua Williams with art by Gleb Melnikoff, Max Dunbar, Hi-Fi and Troy Pateri. It's down to the final two in our League of Lazarus deathmatch, Damian Wayne and Connor Hawk. And while I have seen these fights as problematic in their presentation, this final fight was pretty cool, and we did see the demon of the island rising from all like rising from all the death that was fed, and the idea that Connor Hawk, knowing his fate, is becoming the avatar for this demon as the League of Shadows and the League of Lazarus plan on doing what the League of Assassins and the Leviathan never could. Can Damian and his friends stop this threat? And is Connor Hawk even still alive by the end? Yeah, and so that's the thing. Like, this is here the idea that they're fighting. Damien does die, so he comes back. He has his third death, so he's got to watch himself. But Connor, I think, still has one, right? When he yes. dies at the end, he could just be brought back. That's yes. why I think it's going to happen. I mean, obviously, it's a cliffhanger. Oh, my God. 
But it's I one think of those that, things, though. Like, do the rules change when the the demon of the island, the thing, is like, if it comes out, are the rules still the same on Lazarus and Island? It's weird too. They may change, and if they do change, I think they're like num 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 more death. I just think that the idea that if there is a change, I think that that would be something that he's aware of, Connor. And maybe he's working that. Maybe he's Can working you imagine, the though, that DC, after all of this time, for all the Connor Hawk fans out there, they bring him back for this series and say, oh, we don't know what's going on. He's working with the League of Shadows, but we're going to have to figure out why. And he dies right here when we move on. Can you imagine the, the dickery behind the freaking the creative team if that was the case? It's crazy. Now, with that, with the – and there is that gray area of us not knowing well, what the rules Connor are. Hawk fans would revolt. Exactly. Me and you. You end up where – the demon comes, you said the avatar stuff, and then, then kind of gets sliced through, sliced and diced. Now, is this a way where, okay, now his soul is part of the demon because of that last step? Like, I don't know. Do you the have full to rules. make a hole in Connor's body for the demon to enter. Because if that is the a big case, old hole. and it's just another bit of a, a deal, I mean, Damien could get the body and do it himself in the Lazarus pit and stuff like that because he does have, and even that, the rules and stuff were always odd. Like, I just think. Okay, I get my third life, it's gone, but I'll just go and have Damien take me to another Lazarus. Well, that's the thing, is I think how it is, you have three lives, you can die twice. Yeah, yeah, you have three lives, and if you go the third, because they even, they really spell it out Because I just realized it doesn't work, because uh, Flatline killed Damien. Oh, no, no, Connor did not kill Dave. He just thought he did. So, yeah, it's just Flatline and Connor here. So, yes, he is on his last life. So, you have and three lives, two deaths. Is, you point that out kind of with the idea, who else is going to fight Connor? All you have your second. If you go to the third, you're pointing that out, I think, to give that deal with Connor. Uh, but it's no cool. No continues. And, and up until that, though, I, I just, this book is one of those books that I do, I like it. I think it looks great. It's very colorful, too, especially you go down in the Lazarus area, you get all the greens and stuff. You like the greens? Right. Yeah, I do. I like Go it. read and, a Green Lantern comic, bitch. Oh, no. my. Not from the comments I saw on Twitter. Didn't. So you end up here with the, this whole deal, and you get this cool cast of characters that we do like. And then when you have time, I'm really afraid that respawns is going to be a part of the group. And right now, he might become this fan favorite later on. I still don't like him. If we reveal his identity and it's something cool, I think that that would up the. I said it before; it would up the character. I think now with that, there's not much to talk about in this issue, right? Would be a little Slade. Yeah, a little Slade. That's all I need. But yeah, it's a it's a big fight. I like the fight enough, but at points it did get extended, and that's probably the, the biggest problem I have. It is. That is the biggest book. problem, and all the stuff that we had before. Yeah, and I don't not like this book. I've liked it all along. It's always that kind of deal in the back of my mind that when we're done, it's such a quick read, and we don't get a ton of substance each issue. We are getting some pretty big things overall. We love Connor. This idea of this Well, the demon. League of Assassins and the League of Lazarus, even though we just found out about the League of Lazarus, but then teaming up to freaking pretty much oppose the League of Assassins and or Leviathan, you know, like the one that we knew before, Mark Shaw. But the idea that they are going to go and fulfill the, like, the destiny of these organizations that the League of Assassins could never do by teaming like, that does feel kind of big. I say this, it's a weird thing because I'm like, oh, we've only just found out about the League of Lazarus. Well, yeah, we also just found out about the League of Shadows a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, and they just League of at one stuff. point. Me and you made fun of it. Just put League of in front of anything. And you end up, all right, the League of Justice? Go. League of Cheeseburgers. Oh, man, that's a crazy league I want to be part of. I but am a even part of that. that. When we go with this, um, like, by the end, even the idea where I think that Joshua Williamson thinks he's like, I'm going to be real clever. Like, the demon's head, there's actually a demon that's going to come out. We're going to have a demon. And it's, it's fun enough. And the idea, though, that 
this is great grandmother, grandmother, all that stuff going on. That it, it seems to be left behind. Like that wow moment. I I need more of that. That seems big. I'm waiting for Raish. Remember, Raish is just hanging next He's door. He's chilling on another island. He's yeah. chilling next door on another island. You would you would assume. That when he sees this nonsense going down, he may jump in. Well, that seems like the thing is involved. we wanted to think that he was off there just licking his wounds, doing old man stuff on an island after Batman threw him off a freaking building at the end of Batman and the Outside and stuff like that. He's got no league, he's got no money, he's just off doing island time stuff. So when he goes and saves his son, his grandson here, I'm like, all right, we're gonna train you up, but also. The idea is I think he is so close because he is trying to pay attention to what his mother's doing over here and what's going on with the League of Shadows and the League of Lazarus. It's so funny because when you were saying that ain't got no league, ain't got no money, I thought you were doing just a gigolo. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, I could do just a ratio. You could his head off, he ain't good. got no body. That is <laughs> true. But then throw him in the Lazarus pit. That's right. But yeah, you end up with all this. And again, I like the, the overall book. I really do. It's just we're, all, we're we're pretty much we could say right now. Okay, what's your score? Because there's not that much else going on, but it's big and it's colorful and it's cool. The idea, though, that Damien has gone to this, you know, tournament, this Lazarus tournament at the island Lazarus, this whole deal of I have to test myself to see if I'm a killer by killing people, but it doesn't matter. That didn't play well. I didn't even think you needed that. I don't think that that was like an addition to this that I think was completely unneeded, but almost like Joshua Williamson has to have this ulterior deal of why he's there. I could just go with the idea that he heard that there's this tournament. He figured that it might have something to do because of Lazarus with his birthright and stuff like that. So he went to check it out, but I thought that it was a little odd. I, I, I don't know. This whole thing. This. When he's talking to Connor at this point, because the fight's going on for a while, and Damien is losing. We've got a few licks in it's at this point. It's a cool fight, right? But it is pretty much padding. He's like, my I mind, right? someone who meant a lot to me because I wasn't good enough. This island is Alfred. my punishment for that. With my first step here, I knew this place was for me, and where I could find out if I'm really the monster people keep telling me I am. Now, you could say the whole thing. You could take that both ways in my mind, where... Am I the monster who just wants to be able to kill people because it's what people see? Or is this the whole idea that I'm here because I want to be punished with as many deaths and much pain as I am? Well, to see I if I'm the monster like there. that. Like, you I know. thought he was, yeah. I thought he was there as a little punishment to himself and to kind of get back. But I could just stop there. I didn't need to have him say to find out if I'm the monster that others think I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. What not. That seemed a little. It didn't seem gaming to me, but it didn't seem. Real it feels anything. like a kid who was riddled with guilt and stuff like that, and kind of out of his mind over the death of a, like a father figure would be. That's the thing, though. If he just, blames himself, he did. But why does. does that mean that he has to go to a tournament and fight people to see if he would actually, by the end, kill somebody, maybe with a third life, which he doesn't anyway? The, the idea of being punished is one thing, but the idea that he feels guilty and thinks that this is the way to prove to himself that he shouldn't feel guilty. He's in a fighting tournament on Lazarus Island. Has nothing to do with Bane and, you know, Alfred. It doesn't go one-to-one to me. It doesn't make sense what he's saying about going and doing that. Uh, especially since at one point he went through the Year of the Blood, all that stuff. That that, that was, was more ago. of that. But that was more of that. He's just redoing it quickly in a tournament. But I don't know what that is now. If he goes here and says... I want to see if I should have been able to break free, fight Bane, take him down. Why was I weak? I'm going to go see if I actually am strong enough maybe to continue so I can protect people. That'd be different. But this idea, I like the sentiment 
But the idea of going to a fighting tournament that you get to kill people twice out of three times it does not make sense of, I want to see this because I'm guilty because of Alfred. And really, at the end, I want him to say, actually, I'm really here because I want to figure out how to bring the guy back. That's really what I think is the end result of this, maybe wanting to see why this tournament was going on. Now, with that, people didn't really, I guess you can't write your Yelp reviews when you're dead, but whenever they had 100 years ago had this tournament before and maybe had everybody fed to a diva, whatever, they didn't get that out and about because it's odd at the end. You're like, yeah, you're all going to die. You're all going to get eaten. Uh, And so everybody's freaking out. Again, I think that the tournament was cool. It might have been extended a little. I like the Connor stuff with Damien. I like them going back, and I even like the idea of both of them kind of saying, like, hey, you don't know what's going to happen after this, but I'm the one who has to do this. And then Connor's like, no, 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 I'm the one who's going to be able to, you know, this demon, and I'm the only one who'll be able to fight him. I like that, Such too. a weird idea to me, too, because, like, you know, you get to that point, but the thing that I liked leading up to it is during that fight when Damien is given this whole idea of why he's here and, like, you know, what he's going through mentally and stuff like that. They are both tiresome, but like tired from this whole fight and what they've dealt with previously up to this point. But you do see that even though you think that Damian Wayne, he's a trained since he was a baby to be an assassin, like one of the world's greatest fighters, Connor is so much better than him and can just, you know, block his punches left and right and then take him down and snap his neck and become this whole thing. Everybody sees how bad as Connor's the end, the, the idea that they only have one life left to live. Like, no, you know what, Connor, you are the champion. Nobody wants to fight you for the right of this whole thing which makes him the perfect avatar for this demon. But the whole idea, like, if Connor's going to go and fight this thing, and that's why he's here, it feels like this weird idea, like, the League of Lazarus, the League of Shadows are going to team up here. They did a, The League of Shadows did a lot for Connor. It's like, is he undercover this whole time? Is he taking this on because he feels like through duty-bound honor that he has to become this thing because for what the League of Shadows did for him? Or is he thinking he's just strong enough to fight the, the power of the demon? He seems, but again, a lot of these people, I mean, you, you end up going in that crowd, and taking a poll, not many know what is going to happen at the end of this. This demon, Damien found out. Connor oh, seems yeah. to have already he known. For like five yeah, seconds. and Connor seems to have already known. What I take this as completely by the end, just to make you giggle, maybe a little. What Damien ends up doing and saying, and then possibly what Connor, they're doing, they're cashing in, you know, the money in the bank. The idea that they're going to end up re, and it's kind of the opposite when you wait for somebody to be so beaten up. And then you end up catching oh, yeah. and fighting the guy. It's almost the opposite where they want to, because Damien says, I'm kind of beat up now. I'm tired. But if I come back now, now I'm fresh. I am, you know, no scars, no money, right into no it. Fuss, I, think, no I think that that's what's kind of doing that fresh well. Lazarus there. Yeah, all of a sudden they come in, they're going to tag in because Damien now can end up starting the fight. Connor comes in. Now they're fresh. They're new and they are the two best fighters on the steel. Now, in the meantime, I think that you kind of don't take into account that, and maybe, you know, Mother's so, the, the idea that if you end up having Connor and Damien start fighting this demon, right? You also have these other fighters. They're not done. Yeah, they have one life to live, you know. Look, so the thing is, I'm sitting on those bleachers watching this. I am taking the fuck off. I yeah, am not I, watching I, this I demon might, rise from the depths and say. You may not be able to. You may have to jump in. You may swim. have to fight. And I think that what happens is, I think that you're going to have these other guys and gals fighting off the League of Shadows, like all that stuff, the League of Lazarus, League of Shadows, while you end up having our main characters try to fight this demon, come together as a team, go through this, and I think that by the end, maybe I don't even Mother sticking Soul, around fighting. I don't know. I mean, at one point, you may have to. I mean, they may bar the place, whatever, but it's I think the Mother Soul at the end ends up 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you can't get to a boat. You ain't going nowhere. Oh, this or is out of Biden, the, I'm pretty sure. out of this tournament, too. You, you got to get out of the stadium. You just probably locked the door. But yeah, I think that it's just going to be so that you can get our characters that we know to fight this demon. And then we'll see. I think Ray shows up. We're going to have some family stuff with Mother. It's his grandmother. So I think that he'll end up, you know, having some things with that. Who knows? Talia may show up. We, we never know. I doubt that. Or She's doing Robins, other stuff right now. Or the Robins might be still watching. There could be a lot of things going on here. But this I think Damien has enough backup with whatever. Who's ever on the island right now that you don't need another Robin? Like, I don't you know. know. This is a demon that's. Pretty much fed by all those deaths already. We'll have to see. Hopefully, it'll make it seem like it's some sort of threat by the end and see what happens for the fight, final fight for Damien's soul here. But I just want to know by the end, though, with this whole idea that the demon does pretty much shove his freaking arm through Connor's back through his chest. Is this the way that the demon takes you over or are we just knocking down Connor's lives right now? Yeah, or is it just, you know, you're fueled more by that or if it's going to be him? And it may just end up. Yeah, that he takes over him, and now he's got to fight him again as a demon. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, but it looks good. I really like the look. And like I said, a little bit of that, Damien, the, the explanation, I didn't think we needed an explanation, really, at this point for him to say it. We kind of, you know, had him just tournament and going in, and, and that was enough for me And trying to, he was already investigating, so I had that. But overall, what would you give it? I ended up giving this a 7.5 out of 10. I like the artness a lot, and I like can't wait to see what happens next. It's just the extended fight scene throughout is the biggest problem of this tournament because while you think that a fight can be cool when you do it panel to panel, it just kind of comes off boring at times, and you've got a lot of that here, but I really still like the series. I want to see where it goes. Yeah, the fight was cool. You get Damien always gets thrown into the crowd, but, but it was cool. Guy. It was cool, and I did like I'm going to go It's like why you don't go into well. the mosh pit. You get thrown right out. And I get mad because I don't follow the rules. The rules, I, it's so weird. Like, I, you could end up showing me and go and have a video. This is what not to do in the mosh pit, right? I see these guys, you know, th- this is what you should do. It's the same fucking thing. It's not. I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm seeing Don't try crunch. to hurt people, Jim. I see raised elbows. Every time I'm in the, that's the problem, though. I did play a lot of hockey. So when you end up having a guy coming at you, you are tend to put the elbows up. You want to have them get hurt as they hit. Well, if you're doing the lawnmower, then yeah, you're going to have some elbows going, different things. You I don't just know have to watch what fun what's going on. Pit you were in. That sounds more like a line dancing club, Eric. The one I was in, it was like balls to the wall roller derby without the roller, just the derby. And I had a derby on. That would be pretty funny. It's just that you just kept getting hit in the face by everybody's knees. Well, that too, but also when they're coming in, they kept yelling, stop putting up your elbows, you're hurting my stomach. I'm like, oh, oh, what's next then? Task 4Z, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Adriano Lucas, and Rob Lee. For this issue of our Undead Squad, we see more of how the Lazarus Resin works and just how much our members can be brought back to life with it, even recovering from a decapitation. And while that's fine and well, there's something so satisfying about Cobra finally reorganizing after Leviathan took them down, only to have Jason Todd and his band of flesh monsters showing up and fucking their day up. Not to mention the beginning of the return of Deadshot. Bing bong. Yeah, it's weird because you end up in <laughs> it's funny. The I Cobra, laughed so Cobra hard when Cobra was there. Down. And it's weird too. I will tell you that before reading this issue, I watched the Suicide Squad movie, the Suicide Squad movie again. So I'm watching it and you know, you have that humor over the top violence, stuff like that. And then when I went into this, I was I think that I was kind of in the mode 
of kind of reading it kind of like that, like looking, oh, like, and and the best is there were a lot of laughs here for me. I oh, actually yeah. had some laughs, and it it did kind of go well with that movie. And then I just started thinking about like when they have like a sequel and stuff like this, you could have these guys. Yeah, it's not that crazy. Don't you make a Suicide Squad sequel? You just make them zombies now for me in live action. Exactly. Don't I, do I it. Actually, I ended up laughing though with this now. I will tell you one thing, and, and I don't know how this can be rectified or if this is anything that uh, anybody else thinks. When going from that movie into this and reading it, I realized that Jason Todd doesn't feel really like Jason Todd. He's just another character, another character who, like a Rick Flag, and, you know, because he is. But I don't get that full Jason Todd feel. I don't mind it. I still like it. I just think because he's being thrown into that leader role. But like that Suicide Squad movie and, and Bloodsport, learning what it is to be a leader and things like that, I kind of want a little bit of that with Jason. Jason kind of is going through demanding things, saying things, and I'm not getting a full flavor of, well, of way Jason I, up until now. It comes now. off to me with the way that Jason Todd is brought here because he's kind of like a hostage but not a hostage because any time he's talking about quitting and walking out, but he never does. And like, can he actually do that? I don't know with the helper and group here, but – it almost feels to me like he's almost pulling a Black Canary and Deathstroke Inc. where he's putting himself in this situation to be the team leader to figure out as much as he can. Once the bitch murder complaint, because who wants to keep by zombies? But he is not actually here through his own boy. Like he is doing this for the greater good to uh, gain as much information it's, it's on what's weird. going on as he can. And I go with that because even at one point where he's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell the dead Donovan, whatever the thing. But yeah, you go tell dead Donovan. <laughs> with that, I know. With, with this, the funny thing is because of the movie. It really felt like a blood sport who isn't like Rick Flag's Rick Flag. He's yeah. there to be the guy who's not part of the team to go. But Jason is kind of more of the blood sport in my mind. Like he has found himself leading this team that he doesn't like, you know, whatever. They're zombies. He's not. So there's that difference. But he is kind of with them. He has to do the thing. And it just had that that feel for it. And I want a little more progression of Jason and get a little more of what he's about, not just being you know, the, the guy in charge who wants to I know, am oh, man, all about this and- Jason just being the guy in charge here, as long as I can put that on the back burner to learn more about this, you know, Project Halper and what they're involved in, everything as well, because you just have this weird, mysterious organization where people like, like you say their name overrated, you never get to see them and just weird, like, you know, doctors, I don't know. I know we have a bunch of issues left. It's a the series just started, but it feels like such a weird idea that. Jason Todd, one of my favorite, you know, characters in the Bad Family, is just put into a weird suicide squad with a group that I know nothing about, and they want to make sure that each issue so far, you don't know anything about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just maybe it's the idea where Jason doesn't I mean, he seems like he's just biding this time. I don't see him doing that much to figure out stuff. He's just trying to get out of these situation. Like if he bitches would. and moans more and more, does that mean he's going to get like the real boss no, to come I down? Wanna, like, I want to gotcha. see. I almost want to see like even somebody as stupid as Hero in the Deathstroke Inc. where he's like, something's not right here. I want to see what's going on. And, and, and yeah, Jason just kind of there is like, okay, we're going to do this. Let's go back. Hey, are you watching me in the shower? Oh, my goodness. Let me use my, you know, you have to use the crowbars because that's me. It just did. I, I want to get more of Jason is what I'm saying. I'm more of Jason, not just team leader who's pitching. Oh, my God, I'm going to get eaten by a zombie. Uh, but it's only a couple issues and it's setting up the, the whole deal. I just hope that it progresses more of him maybe showing or doing that he is looking to see what's up with this. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I want to have that explanation, but for some reason, Jason Todd is being team leader Jason Todd. 
is okay enough for me. When you have a, like this weird mystery where it feels like, you know, Mr. Bloom is up to, who's not undead, has a power damper on him, and he's always running off to be this guy behind the scenes. Like, what's his end game? I want to know that. What's with, you know, Project Halpern and the Lazarus Resident, and how far deep does that go? And if, who's, if, are they making it? Are they taking it from people? Are we have people on the street making it? They're trying to get off the street. Like, what is their final conclusion? And then the idea that you have this, like, you know, Hobart, Hobart show up here as this freaking shadowy vampire sundown. And I'm like, there's a lot of stuff going on here that I want to know more than Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah. No, like I'm saying, I think that my biggest problem, I could insert any character here instead of Jason Todd, and the story doesn't change Arkham at all. That, that's basically, I'm saying I could have Dick Grayson there. I could have Roy Harper. I could have, and it wouldn't change anything because I'm not getting that feel of actually Jason here doing it. It's just Both another those might guy be there. better because I wouldn't have to deal with electrified crowbars. That is true. Electrified. <laughs> that, that's basically what you get here. But I do like the, the story and I do like the team and I like some of the funny things like, you know, Bane get resurrected, then goes off and they end up running in. And again, it's so funny that Cobra, Cobra might as well just be like, Man, we thought we had it this time. Like, Leviathan might have taken us out, whatnot, but everybody else is taken out. Let's rise up. Let's, oh, no, zombies. Well, not and only that, but crazy. even the idea after, you know, Mr. Freeze takes out zombie Bane and Man Bat and stuff like that, we have to get their bodies back to freaking, you know, the chop shop and stuff. And they're bitching about to Jason about oversight. Like, you got to leave these teams. You know how freaking, you know, expensive it is to freaking put these bodies back together and the Lazarus resident make them okay again? Just the idea that he has to worry about the oversight of that labor hours, it seems like, to a degree for what he's doing with his undead team. Like, that's a funny situation. And when you bring in Cobra, of all people, just the idea that this is an organization that I love to see get rocked about. I and mean, that's the only thing that I actually like about, you know, Leviathan. It doesn't make any sense that they were taken out from one building during the whole thing. But the idea that they've been rocked so hard to the point where you have zombies and Jason and Todd. Always having big and meetings, right? Every them time. Up so bad to the point where it even drags back to the idea that we're there for a person. We don't wait for our new team member and they show up. There's a room full of Cobra cult members. Funny as hell, like, he should be there. So we take out all of these baddies, have zombies eat them left and right, just, just totally decimate Cobra once again, just to find out it's a zombie dead shot. I'm like, yep, Cobra's back to doing Cobra things. Fucking yeah, the Floyd It's Walton. just Cobra doing stuff. Then Bing comes in and does what he does, which is stomp people and break their backs, and then he breaks through the, the floor, and Jason doesn't know where he is. That That's the fun that uh, that I had with us now. The big important thing that we get, and actually it is pretty huge, I would say, is that we find out that if you get enough of the Lazarus resin, and they have an amount, if you get the full deal, you come back to life. You actually come back to life. And even at this, by the end, you have Arkham, you know, Ashwood, you know, Arkham Knight, where she loses like half her body. They have to give her the Lazarus resin, but they have to make sure it's not quite that much. So when, she, when Jason sees her, she's still kind of, horrifically zombied on the one side on the face but that is for her to say listen i had to get a lot of that lazarus resin to get back my legs and stuff like that but i'm not fully i look okay now i'm gonna kind of revert this is not i'm I'm probably gonna try to eat your face again but also i'm gonna try not to if that makes you feel any better jason todd but it can be a permanent cure if you take enough they say and we'll bring you which was the thing in the solicits leading up to that which seemed like the idea where when you are a part of the suicide squad you have a brain bob and you can die but if you do enough missions you get enough time taken off your sentence you do get released back into the public and it seems like this like we're gonna bring a bunch of villains back to our life if it was gonna be that or they had some other way 
to do it. You know what I mean? Like the Lazarus resin, and then they go and do it. But yeah, if you eat a lot of pills, you come back. And at one point, I thought Mr. the same Bloom, thing in my teens, though. Man, Mr. B- Bloom really didn't yeah. work out very well for you, did you? I, don't know. Luckily, I might be immortal. I don't know. Luckily, you're still here. <laughs> uh, if I take 10 E pills, I'm going to be immortal. But even then, I like when Mr. Bloom, and I don't like, me and you hate Mr. Bloom. I mean, we really do. I don't mind him here. That's the well, bit that's of a comedy is, relief deal. I hate the Mr. Bloom that we got in heavy metal. This is Daryl, and I like Daryl enough. It's still Mr. Bloom is kind of a good, but he. They play it like he's a joke. And when he runs off at points, because I can't again, say that I like Daryl, but I like this guy zombie, here. So he runs off, but he keeps doing good things. It seems he's trying to save and he is befriending Jason. Like all that stuff. Eventually, I don't trust him. we'll see. Well, you wouldn't trust anybody, but at one point he's just going around like he's the pill. He Santa keeps Claus. disappearing at times. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't weird. trust what you're doing. When they say that, that he's just disappearing, I thought. That we already kind of got the idea that when he does disappear, he runs off to do some things to help the team because we saw that the first he runs off and Jason, where is he? Where is he? He went off to take down freeze to go get the pills to do all that stuff. When he runs off again, I just think that he is running off to try to figure out stuff or whatnot. As far as I could see now, I don't see him as being anything bad. Plus, who's going to work with him? Who's Mr. Bloom? Mr. Bloom. Maybe Signal would. Maybe, but you end up true. You end up where it is funny where they're going, okay, I'm supposed to go to this place where we're going to meet somebody who's going to be our next teammate, things like that. And, and for some reason, in, they're, they're freaking putting me with this woman that I met in the chop shop before I was telling me about the idea. She doesn't like the word monster because everybody can be like, why am I just getting paired up with this woman and the rest of my zombie crew to go do this? She's going to be a liability. And we do find out when we're you know, in between killing Cobra members and doing terrible things, even though it's supposed to be no killing – People are getting ripped apart because we have a team full of zombies. And just the idea that we have this woman here who will find out a sundowner. If you keep her in the light, she is just a regular woman living her regular woman life. You turn the lights off, she is a shadow vampire monster called Sundowner. And like, yeah, just keep the lights on for the most part unless you are in dire straits. Well, and they were at the point she was able to take everyone out. Now, there is a little play, too, earlier that I think that maybe will be where Jason kind of gets the soft heart. Because I think by the end. If he does realize what's going on here and is able to maybe take it down or change things, there is going to be a point where he's going to have to decide, do we bring back Bane? Do we bring back these people? And I think that the idea that there's they are no way of, that he lets that happen in I, my but, mind. I don't think that there's no way that Bane doesn't come back after this. It's Bane. They're not just going to let him be is, dead. He might come back eventually, but in the series that we're dealing with, the idea of him coming back where Jason Todd is the ultimate figure who's going to decide this and maybe like this is why he's here, I don't think it'll happen this series. I don't know. Or, why show Bane ter- horrifically coming back with this Lazarus where he doesn't even have lungs and he's trying to scream and Jason kind of worried about it. Like, what's going on there? What is he here? Oh, he can't scream, and he's in horrific pain. I think that that sets up this idea that Jason, by the end, is going to have to make that decision uh, for everyone. Of Should I bring them back? I know I shouldn't, but they've gone through all this fucking hell and shit and been through. I, I you let him die. wonder how it is. Again, though, they won't. So it's one of those eventually things like the loophole of the bad family where Jason's not going to kill him because he's already dead, but he's not going to let him live but either. But that's also the idea of going the juxtaposition of the one Robin who would kill is now the one who's going to bring him back to life and the villains and stuff. I think that it's an interesting thing to see how it progresses. This may end up, by the end, we realize, oh, my God, you know, all the things. Bane only has to save him, like, one or two times. 
He might just say I owe him. And this might I be the whole know. reason that Jason's here to make sure that Bane doesn't come back yeah, after killing Alfred. Yeah, but remember the idea that for the most part, the, the here seems weird because he got captured. And that's, but he was well, set up, but then he, got, he did he it. got that's caught what by I'm the saying. police and then was brought here. But keeps talking about walking out and quitting like he has that choice, but just, you know, decides to stay Doesn't anyway. I think he, does, he has though. his I, own mission outside of what the Project Halper wants him to do. I think that he does, but the idea, that's why I think we have that gray area of how he got here, you know, officially, when he got arrested and got taken into this. We'll have to see what is going down. But really, if this is another one of those Batman told me to do this things, so I'd be like, Batman, I don't listen to you anymore. Like, this is nonsense. But we'll see. We'll Wasn't see what the whole thing is. told him not to go after all of this? And yeah, did that's it anyway. what I'm saying. That's what I don't understand overall is a big plan. Uh, no, I mean, this might be just Jason's thing once he found out what was going on. Maybe. But again, if he found out what's going on, he wants to say it's a weird deal. Like I said, it could go back to him really feeling, you know, kind of responsible for these characters who are awful characters, but might end up being brought back. Uh, but they're going through this and you end up. <laughs> The idea that they're so overwhelmingly, you know, the odds are against them then, and then you turn off the lights, and suddenly the odds even up horrifically was kind of funny. Already before you have sundown or show up in horrific self kind of thing like this shadow vampire that she is, you walk into a place you're overwhelmed, it doesn't matter. You might as well walk in there with your zombie brain and say, we have a Hulk. And like, you know, even that with the man bat zombie, you have overwhelming forces, monsters just tearing people apart like they don't give a shit because they don't because they're zombies. When you rat a shadow monster to the mix, there's just no way that the bad guys are winning this one. And even before that, like you said, you get the, the electrified. The bad, bad guys. Yeah, yeah. You get the electrified crowbars. But to do that, and I think that this is more... Should have been more of a wild moment, actually, where you're electrifying blood, where you're conducting it through the blood to kill the rest of them. But it, it didn't play out as well as I thought it might to really get well, that. Sp- Holy crap. Speaking like, that's of crazy. that, I do, like, like last issue, I like Eddie Barrow's art a lot and stuff like that. He is the artist on this book. In the last issue, we had a moment where it seemed like, I'm pretty sure it was some kind of like, you know, electrifying thing that then exploded. I didn't understand the progression of the action that he was presenting here. And at the beginning of this issue, when Mr. Bloom goes to take out a dying Mr. Freeze, and it looks like, you know, one panel, when he slams Mr. Freeze's head against the wall, and there's just all these pills flying in, I'm like, yeah, it seems I, like the Lazarus pills. I didn't get I, it. I don't understand what I'm looking at right didn't here because he wasn't like carrying anything. You were forcing anything. him into the like, I, and that could be the case. I don't know. And why and what? I, I, I was confused there too. Again, but there's always kind of seems to be like one side. thing in this book, like you know, these two issues and each issue that really throw me off. Even though I like the art overall, it's weird because if you think about it, I guess. Because you end up having Mr. Freeze. Well, Freeze was he's, dying. Yeah, he's dying. And then I Did think Bloom that's what he shove does. those pills in his face? Yeah, I think he Eat this shit, I asshole? think he shoved. And he must shove 7,000 pills in his well, face. That's how you do it. <laughs> it. Just because he doesn't know the... Yeah, really, that's you with Look, your head is, in the I bag. I understand how to take some pills. But I think it's one of those where Mr. Bloom, Dr. Bloom is in a you know, deal. <laughs> Dr. Daryl's here. He doesn't know... How His name better be Daryl. I keep enough. calling him that. I know. He doesn't know how many is enough, so he's going to give him a thousand. Now, we don't know what that might turn Mr. Freeze into by the end because he may OD and what do you do in the Lazarus? We'll have to see. It'd be crazy. Oh, no. Is he going to be put on ice? I'm telling you, he might. I think that he always just, all of a sudden, everything's just green ice. Oh, it's just become a cold case. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen to you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say here, but you end up with all that. Yeah, I think that he was trying to save him. 
that he ran off to save Mr. Freeze. Or did he, like, you know, just try to recruit him into their crew by, like, you know, forcing the drugs down his throat? It might just be simple because he runs off. Maybe he just doesn't want to see people die. I'm telling you, there is something up with Mr. Bloom that I'm not trusting. But it's funny because then he grabs and then he grabs the pills and just starts throwing them. Dinner serving! He starts throwing them around in a funny kind of way, right? And then he ends up and saves Jason. Like, he seems to, and if the, if the pick deal, or, you know, if you're trying to set up the idea that he's, oh, look at him, he's so nice, and he's naive, and he's not, and then you get the evil Mr. Bloom, that'd be kind of cool, but I just, I kind of like him as this just guy who's helping out, and he needs a friend, he joins up, he's, you know, that's kind of cool to me. I, I, I do like him. that. Yeah, I, well, you wouldn't trust anybody here, but even when they go and they take down and you go, this I, is I trust Ashton Arkham more than I trust Mr. Bloom. Yeah, and she is a sympathetic character as well of what's going on with her and hey, how to get to this situation, things like that. And Jason and her kind of talking, and then later she even, you know, kind of wink winks in the field where she saves it. I liked it. I thought that that was really Especially good. when you start the whole thing out with her, you know, crawling as a wretched zombie fuck, crawling to him to try to eat him, and as he's frozen and can't move, right there. That is a great cliffhanger from last issue. It's a great way to open this, and him just freaking out over the radio. What am I supposed to do? And, and yeah, and, and what's funny is, we have our regular Suicide Squad book that we, we sit there and like, the story, eh, you know, whatever, but the characters are doing it. Starting to get the feel for that here. I but agree. I, I'm more intrigued with this story, actually, because I don't need the Amanda Waller, what she ended up ending up in the, the huge bullshit. estate and Earth 3 stuff. This Ambush me, doing nonsense left and, and right. The, the weird thing about this is by, by the end, when the reveal is that the person that Jason Todd actually says, if I'm going to keep doing this because a zombied out, half-bodied Astrodarkum was going to eat him. He needs somebody to watch his back. Now, they send him, and I don't know that he quite knows that the person he's going to get is dead, and that it'll be another zombie, whatnot, but when you go and we find out that it is Deadshot, Deadshot, his dead body being held by the Cota Cobra, and at the point where Jason goes and finds this is the person, it seems like in my mind, I don't know if Cobra already has her last resident, or before Jason showed up, Mr. Bloom, who found the body, is just shoving the pills down his ass, because as soon as Freud comes back to life, he shoots Jason in the back, and I'm like, another teammate. <laughs> it's so crazy with this, where, but seeing that, first off, I end up in the big reveal. Oh my God, this must be the guy. Where is he? There's Mr. Bloom. I think I found our man. Boom. I'm like, who's that gorilla? I actually thought it was an ape. I'm like, who's that ape guy? And then, the, oh my God, it's Deadshot. It's so cool. But then Deadshot, you would think because, you know, he's being resurrected. He's just freaking out. Oh, yeah. He, he ends up, I mean, he thinks that this is, you know, Maxwell Lord, whatever the deal, boom, you know, and it was just uh, imagine this though. How, how does this work? From like we have Task Force Z that's using Lazarus resin to bring people back from the life, and supposedly if you give them enough pills, they will be permanently back to life. While in the Suicide Squad, we have a lot of the same stuff going on, but for some reason in that book, it's very crucial that we go down to hell, retrieve those people's souls, and bring them back to their body before we Lazarus resin up. I'm like. There's two things going on here that aren't jiving in my mind, and I want to have some kind of cohesion. Like, why is one not like the other? Yeah, yeah. And as I was saying, Black Mask is the one who ended up at the by the end of the suicide. He might just think he's shooting him, you know, doing that. The funny thing is I'm looking at Mr. Bloom. Is he like, come on, eat the pill, buddy. He's dead. Like, I wanted some joke. But they bring him back, and he shoots. Jay. Now, 
is this the idea would be so crazy if this is like because it does look like lower back so i don't think he's dead but why would they kill jason now he is a zombie himself no, I th- because I you think can just bring him back at the end well that's the thing is i think they're going this route the entire time because even when he got back from his initial mr freezing counter the one doctor there was trying to inject him with what seemed like lazarus fluid or you know the stuff from reanimator because he's all like this i think this, this lazarus resin to a degree is going to end up being a lot like venom where it does become addictive and it's something that you need and they oh, can yeah, control I think you that using it, it is one of those things we'll give you that i mean it's almost like the you know to go to marvel that spider-man 2099 deal where everybody was getting the, the whatever that drug was and you have to keep getting it or you'll die but i thought maybe the cra- yes that's what it's called I thought that it'd be crazy to play because we do have that gray area where we find out what Jason realizes like in issue six, he's been dead this whole time. They've just been giving him and maybe that's why she was trying to give him that at that point because he had already been like he got the almost almost cure. And that would be why they would show Astrid giving us that thing. Oh, I was almost there. They had to bring back my legs. So I look normal, but that will go away. Maybe that's the case. Maybe, maybe we'll that's why out. the doctor's watching Jason shower because watching, yeah. we see his back all messed up thinking like, yeah, Red Hood had some hard times and shit like that. Or maybe it's just that he's all desiccated like Ash Narkham as an undead being. I think maybe he's dead. And I think that that's why, because it was weird. And you thought it was weird, right? At first, like, hey, take this. And we're thinking, like you said, it's something they want you to get addicted to so that you'll need it. That's your brain bomb. I Hell need yeah. that. But that's odd for a living guy. And yeah, I, I think that he might have been killed to lose well, It was like this. that stuff that they had in that Logan movie. I don't know if it was the old man Wolverine like book or anything like that, but when you had that stuff that, you know, they, uh, they pumped into those clones like Laura and stuff like that. At the end, when they're doing it to Wolverine, when he's old and he's dying, they kept pumping in that green fluid to make him heal faster and do all this stuff. Like, is it just along the same lines? Or like you said, is he already dead? And it also, if you give this to him, he's like, oh man, we're going to heal your wounds, but you know what? You're going to be fucking scratching for more in an hour. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm, I'm even looking because I, he does bleed out and he's got blood. Like, there's some weird thing, but. If you end up where he gets shot, and remember, they keep saying, make sure the head stays intact. The head is the important deal. There's zombies. I like that little play as well. But him getting shot, and then he'll just, like, stand up and, like, why aren't I dead now? Why aren't I hurting more? Like, oh, no, I'm a zombie. We'll find out. We'll find out. But I thought that that might be the deal. Only because, like I said, you end up having him throw that. I don't need this Lazarus. And then talking to Ashley right after that about what you can do to get close to coming back and looking like that but eventually it degrades and again when she said when he says oh you're gonna watch me every time i take a shower and she's like yeah kind of maybe that's it Do you it's, lose thing. it's just that we haven't seen him taking any pills or being injected with i anything know that's why far. i said it was weird they tried to hear like hey your wounds and stuff and so who knows I, you know what i mean but he could it totally be, as, be dead at the end of this issue I where dead, be dead, cool. dead dead shot shoots him in the back I think that'd be a cool play because then that gives the stakes where he can't just undead off, shot, right? Yeah, undead shot. That's what it would be. Uh, but what'd you give this? I like this issue a lot, especially because we got too. the fuck up Cobra for a good majority of it. Whenever I see that happen, it makes me it's giggle. It's so funny. And then on top of that, we're bringing Deadshot back, and this is all I wanted. This is what I want the Suicide Squad to do when we went to hell a few issues ago, but they didn't do that shit, pissing me off. But now we got Task Force Z up to the task, and I love this a lot. 8.3 out of 10. I'm going 8.5. I'm, I could even, I'm telling you, 
If, if I think I, I still like some, DC versus vampires more than this. I don't know. I like this more. And I think that it's just that idea. It's, it's such a, a clever idea that would never be thought of before. And we wouldn't have thought of it ourselves, obviously. But the idea. Suicide Squad we kept, zombies? We, we kept yelling that the Suicide Squad was such a famous character team that you couldn't have them die. Oh, yeah. Harley, dead stuff. But, uh, but now when they're undead, but they're already you, you dead. can kill them a million times from Sunday like it seems Bane again. And again, dead. the thing is, when you have characters that who have died, you can bring back this way. But when you have characters right off that you can just bring back like we're doing the regular Suicide Squad, I feel that that takes some of the stakes away, though. No, it does. But I like this because it does give you that little caveat. Like I said. We think that Bane will be back. He's too big a character, but will it be We have here? vengeance now. What are right? you talking about? Yeah, right. Or you say vengeance ain't as big? Here's Deadshot. I like that in an infinite frontier deal with everything matters. Instead of just snapping your finger and having people back because of that, you end up having a smart way to bring some big characters like a Bane or a, like we said, and, and Bane's a weird one because they set that up by killing him to get into this, but Deadshot. That's where it I feel that Man Bat was odder than Bane because Bane died in an A day, which was a big thing for that situation. Bring him here, that's fine. Man Bat, he was dead. That guy killed in the backup of some weird inner demon shit. Him coming back here seems like more forced. Bane didn't need to. Bane didn't die naturally in a book. They killed him and then had him come back here. Deadshot died beforehand, and yes. we were upset. And now this is a way oh to bring no. him back. And then you start thinking shot. like. Who else can you bring back? And, and that's a cool deal. That's a cool idea of, you know, using instead of us saying you can't kill the characters. Now we're saying you can't, like you said about Bane, Jason wouldn't bring them back. Like, it's, it's a neat twist on the whole deal to kind of fight for your life. It's going to sit there at the end like Comicus and Gladiator, a thumbs up, a thumbs down. He's going to put a thumbs down. Bane, he's not breaking Bane's ass back. Well, we'll, we'll go then by the Somebody classic, else might after we'll he leaves, but he's not doing it. classic rules, thumbs down, man. Good. So you'll end up bringing him back. You agree now. But I'm at an 8-5. And I thought the, the art was really bad? good. Yeah, that, no. That, that thumbs up being bad, I forget. Thumbs up ended up. They changed it up from Roman Greek times. So if you were classic, Eric, you mine would be saying better in my he's mind. okay. Well, it's just like, look, I'm going to give you the thumbs down. You're not okay. It's so funny. We'll just keep doing this, and I'll play the game of like, hey, what did the doctor say? Were your tests positive? Like, oh, positive. Oh, thank God. I'm so glad for you. Oh, my God. You give me the thumbs down. I'm like, all right, that's good. I guess I think I'd give you the thumbs up if everything turned out okay at the doctor. No, that's if that's what you wanted to. Actually, you I think went most there. people would want to. No, you went there to see if you were healthy. Uh-huh. And then you give me the thumbs down. You're not, Eric. I don't exactly. know what's going on. Or you went to see if you're... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I, I really do like this. I just want to see more of... I just need to get more of an idea. Okay, that's Jason. Because right now it just feels like, you know, any character can be inserted. I want him a little more. Except, you know, not every character, like you said, has the crowbars. I need more Project so, Alpha. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that that's going to be something that is, you know... And, you know, the whole deal. I just need right now more Jason, why I care and, and know that Jason was good for this book or whatnot. Right now, he's just a leader. He's the leader. Deathstroke Inc. number three is next, Eric. And that is written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, high five Steve Wands. Dear Penthouse Letters. I was writing this. Do you think I was really writing it in? I was just thinking the entire time where you said, Dear Penthouse Letters, you'll never believe this. Like, you'll if never you give believe a, if you, what happened. If you bring a picture with it, they won't. 
Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, what happened is uh, a woman came and said, ooh, and left. You were, you oh, know. no. Dear Ben you'll never, you'll never believe what happened. Oh, no. Somehow, like Deathstroke, I was trying to get some tail, Eric, and wound up in a fairyland with unicorns and rainbows. And it really didn't do much for the book except warn Slade not to work with Trust and or Justine Valentine, or should I say Libra, or someone working for Libra, or maybe something else, Eric. Who knows? Oh, good. <laughs> since that's the big mystery by the end of this book, and actually it's the thing that elevates it by the end, because a lot of this was nonsense leading into this, but tying it into something that was, in the past, a big crisis thing with Darkseid has me intrigued, especially because, again, it's Joshua Williamson writing, who's also doing the big things leading to an event. Infinite so, Frontier and Justice Incarnate. Arn Carnage coming stuff. up. So that actually is the thing. Now, leading up to that, you're not going to get that much. You're going to you're going to continue getting Black Canary, not really trusting trust. You're going to have Hero. He's like, hey, remember what we saw well, on this, this the book satellite. is really evolving though, because right here they call Hero Toy Master instead of Toy Man this time, and it works for me. Yeah, see, he's upping the next will be Toy King. I don't, I don't know. know. He's supposed to be Toy Master. Yeah, but you end up, and again, that's kind of those weird things that we've had in the past. Tom King a lot of times spelling names wrong and stuff like that, and has to go back and do it. But this big deal of going to get Cheetah as part of trust gathering up villains doing what they say we're doing the right thing we're gathering them up again it's that mystery just like the halpern deal in the test for see what is trust doing what are they up to but to get there i got more about this from what they told because i don't know exactly like less like um i know more about trust it seems like than the halpern group at this point i'm just in time. saying it's the same thing that's from what's the previous driving issue the deal. because all i know about the Hal- the halpern group right now or project halpern is like you're going to go on um, these missions and you're going to get Lazarus resident from people. And I'm like, is it just Lazarus? Is that all we're doing? Because trust, at least I know that Justine Valentine is sending people off to go bring down supervillains so they can be, you know, given, well, you know, they have a secret agenda, but essentially put them away into prison. Well, they say that they're handing them over to the authorities. Yes. That ain't the case. I, I would say that that is not anywhere near the but case. But they've spelled it out, as I'm saying, with what they're supposed to be doing more than no, Project yeah, Halperin. Yeah. No, I'm saying Project Halperin, though, the reason why we're not getting more of that, I think, is just because that's, you know, lack of info and we'll have to go well, in. Yes. Maybe in the, and this is three issues. We only had two of that. So we'll see. But I'm saying even with two deal. issues of this. Yeah, again, though, the mystery isn't, you know, what they're doing because they're definitely not handing them over to the authorities. Well, I think they are for some cases, though, because the whole thing with what we saw before was – it seems that when we get these people who are brought in by Black Canary and Deathstroke now that they seem to be the like the the group that they're sending out for people, is that they want them to work for them or you get sent to this. And it almost comes off because at the end of this whole thing where we have a big reveal where Justine Valentine, the head of trust, has a Libra costume in her office and stuff like that. You know, Libra before his original name being Justin Valentine, the character who's all about checks and balances. His whole thing was putting together the secret society of supervillains before. And that's all I think they're doing again. Again. And that's the thing is, though, but they're having superheroes to a degree with Deathstroke going into this. Because before Justin Valentine, the Libra, he would go out and try to put this group together by telling them, I can give you everything you want. That's what led to Martian Manhunter getting killed and so on and so forth with different things by meeting these different uh, villains and saying, I can give you the moon and back. I want to know more about that because this just seems like a new secret society calling itself trust that's doing this whole thing. But now instead of Libra going around and getting evil or whatever it needs to have a big group, they're actually having heroes going do it for them. This yeah, weird checks and balances them. way because who isn't getting what they want 
uh, their wildest dreams. I mean, Hero is, it's the same MO if they're just doing it with heroes, except Canary kind of is there because she wants to see what's going on in Deathstroke. And is being duped. Deathstroke's getting completely paid out the wazoo, he said. He's getting what he wants. That's what he always wants. And you have Hero where they I think he has this other thing going on besides that, but though, they from what say with, They say with Hero, his dream is to be able to do tech with Batman stuff, and he gets it. It's yeah, the he same MO. Stuff, yeah. It's just the same MO. And the idea that Libra is more than just tech stuff. Libra became a god. Well, yeah, Libra wasn't like a new god, an embodiment of anti-life. The anti-life embodied, and the idea of Hey, when and actually says when the heroes win this time, which they always do, we'll be here to keep the balance in the multiverse. That really plays out a lot with what Darkseid was going around and gathering up villains during the Infinite Frontier saying, hey, you know, you guys always end up getting duped. The heroes win. They never remember anything of the war and your planets are getting. And I think that that's what they're doing here. The idea that we're going to wait. We're going to see when this battle goes on, this big battle, and then we'll be there to swoop in and be able to take over and make sure that there is balance. Such a weird idea, though, because with all Final Crisis, which I'm not a fan of overall, like there's some cool ideas here and there. It's just Grant Morrison went full Grant Morrison with the ideas of, you know, the avatars of uh, like the new gods and stuff like that, where you had boss dark side and stuff like that. I never really got behind it. When you had the tie-in books, like you know, where the Crispin Al- Christmas Allen, the Spectre time, he went up against Weaver. He was yeah, going to try and do some vengeance. Libra. And the thing is, he wasn't able to pull out his real name because yeah, if you want to go with the idea that he's ascended to new god status, where he is no longer Justin Valentine, and it's something new. It just seems weird that you'd have the the uh, Juliet Valentine here as a like, is it? A like a sister that was never talked about before. Is it a remade version of Justin Valentine who was ex- like you know ascended his name? Is he the anti Wonder Woman now? Because like her has she ascended through death metal to become like an old god, and now like and before that Justin had ascended and became a new god. Are these like a, is this the counterbalance to what Wonder Woman was doing after post death metal? I don't know, but it's a kind of a cool thing. I just don't know if this is the same character because Doctor Savannah allowed like you know. No, well, Lex Luthor killed Libra to a degree, but Dr. Savannah didn't believe that he was actually dead. So we actually have no idea what happened to Libra at the end of Final Crisis. And is this a whole idea Which was where... rebooted anyway. This exactly. is the thing. And though, when everything matters happens, this is where I think that this is real cool and interesting with the idea of, we talked about it, how do some of the villains come back? How do they go? And how do we do that? And maybe... This will be explained in a way that actually is a big infinite frontier thing of when everything matters. What does that mean to some characters yeah. and how they come back? The thing that gets me, and I'm, I'm saying it didn't do anything for the human flame in that black mana book. <laughs> no, when I when I read this, there's a weird little tell that I don't know if it's a tell because it can be said this way. But now, when people are worried about stuff, when you end up having Canary looking in, and I, I mean. Juliet, what are you doing? You told me that, like, this is so much of the the villain's exposition to then have, hey, by the way, I got to show you this while she's watching. Now, again, maybe she knows she was with Hero right before the saying, hey, you can't sleep around, whatever. Maybe this is a play where she, but when you end up having Canary say Libra, but they were the leader. And it wasn't, but he was the leader. And I know that you can say they, when she looks in, she says Libra. But they were the leader of right. the, and I'm wondering if it's because the play is going to be that 
now you end up having maybe a you know maybe even a, a trans version of I don't know the they well, maybe, maybe the they does the is deal. a weird thing where it did throw me off too because then is the idea with the is it they because of the, that idea or is it they or based off the scales of Libra where there's always one and the other? Is it the idea that Justin was maybe going for like the whole new god, all hail dark side embodiment anti where Juliet, um, you think she's up to no good because of all this stuff. And obviously it feels like that because even Cheetah, when she's pulled out of her whole freaking Cheetah burst where by that show, okay, you don't know what trust is. Let me tell you, if you let me go, but. Maybe she is the other side, the yin to the yang kind of That's thing. That's what I almost like a Janice. Exactly. While her brother might be with all hail dark side, all anti-life, she might be pro-life. And we might find out that this is a dupe that she actually isn't bad. Like yeah. we said, that's what I'm interested. But the idea where, I mean, Libra, but they were used to do this, that, and that. Okay, the scales, but she says Libra. But they were the leader of the, and you're going to get, you know, the societies yeah. and stuff like that. And it just threw me, just the pronoun that it's almost like Joshua Williamson knows what's coming and wants to be very careful of the pronouns that he uses at the point. But you could just say they in it. it it's just I'm something that. The that thing is, it could just be black canary just uses they as pronouns. I don't know. It could be like, oh, man, you know, the the Eagles, man, they did this. I, I don't know. I, I just it, it just threw me off a little. No, I agree. being a tell, maybe. Yeah, me too. Um, but other than that. You do have all this going on. And the stuff in this fantasy land, it was nothing. It, it was really nothing. was nothing. It was the nothing. idea of Destro going into so the Queen of Fables storybook. The cheetah has paid the Queen of Fables to make for it a way to escape what happened to Legion of Doom and stuff like that. The reason why Trust wants to bring her in, she needs to serve justice for her, her like her place in the Legion of Doom previously. So when you have Slade go into this magical storybook that somehow he takes the pages and waits to chop them up until the last minute, I don't know how that works, but when he goes in and dressed as the Knight Slade riding a unicorn and killing cat people left and right with a giant sword, I'm like, this, you, you really, like, with everything that you showed me by the end of this issue, tying trust in the Libra and the final crisis in general, which I'm not a fan of, but I appreciate that we're doing some what feels like big stuff here. Do not make make this the issue. We can fuck off with the whole goddamn cheetah verse and slave being a freaking shining knight. I don't need all this magical nonsense. No, it almost feels like like a book that has to have the obligatory. It doesn't fight know what scene, it is. But this is worse, right? Because this is a book now with that. Luckily, by the end, that Libra does elevate in my mind that whole mystery, even the part where. And I think she's using a metaphor type deal, but Hero's like, "Hey, there's that picture of your mom again." Yeah, the paint's pretty fresh. Like, it's a dude. No, no, that's the thing. is, I don't think it's a metaphor. I think it's right on the face that I was brought in thinking that my mother used to work for Trust, but this whole thing, this paint is still fresh where they just made this painting. Yeah, I don't think that the paint's that fresh. They've been there enough for paint to dry. And I think it's a metaphor. The idea, yeah, but the still idea. The like, idea you know, of this stuff, that's the metaphor. It's not really a metaphor in my mind. It's just, it's, it's there. A it's metaphor it's fresh of saying it's fresh paint. If it's not, if it's literal, not a metaphor, if it's literal, then she's actually going to touch it and the paint's going to go up because it's still wet. It, it, this is a deal with her kind of going and saying that. And the idea also that it was a painting. Why would you trust a fucking painting anyway? It's not a photograph or anything. I could. What? Don't trust a photograph either, Jim. Well, seriously though, a painting? I, I could make, I could commission somebody to have a painting with me and the Beatles right now. I think it you doesn't should. make it. The paint's fresh. Oh, my. But, yeah, with all that going on, I do like that part. The stuff with sleep, I'm telling you, it's so nothing. It's so nothing as you go. And I was getting irritated 
buy it, but then by the end, I'm like, all right, that's the stuff we want. That's the stuff that we'll go forward with. And even then, when Black Canary Dinah can finally get a hold of Barbara and say, listen, they got some big shit going on here. I don't understand. They're like, no, no, no. The mission is to find out what Deathstroke's doing. Deathstroke, Deathstroke. As Deathstroke's right behind her, about to decapitate her, it looks like. So well, that's the thing is, because Slade destroyed her fairy tale universe and was supposed to bring her back to trust because that was their initial mission, bring Cheetah back. But like Black Canary brought back the Queen of Fables while Slade went and played Fairyland in Cheetah World. So eventually when he does defeat the whole Storyland and then comes out, he's supposed to bring her back and Cheetah's like, Trust, Juliet Ballantyne sent you. What did they promise you? What are you talking about? Do you have any idea who they really are? Well, and then she starts. Yes. And that's the thing is, you judge me. You wanting an escape to find a new life. And when and when you was uh, and then you want the same. Look at you playing hero. You want it so badly that you bought into fa- trust fantasy. They are playing you, Slade Wilson. And the whole idea is like, if uh, if you let me go, I will tell you who trust really is. So at the end, when Black Canary is eavesdropping in on Julia Valentine and finding out about the labor and stuff like that, and then Slade is behind her sword drawn, is it that he is there to freaking protect trust as it is, or is it just a simple cliffhanger? Like, do you think he brought Cheetah in and didn't find out about it, or do you think that he let Cheetah go and he knows the truth and about maybe, trust? Bre- and if he did bring Cheetah, didn't bring her back and found out, I mean, I would think that he's there to maybe even, this will be like Watch out! And ends up grabbing Dinah and saves her. But we'll, we'll or see. Or is it what just happens. one of those weird situations where he has a helicopter that he's supposed to be bringing Cheetah back in, where Dinah is hanging out outside of Juliet Valentine's, you know, office? Is that right across from the helipad? Maybe. I, I'm telling <laughs> and you. And that's why yeah. Slade's just there. I think it's a coincidence. Is, I think it is just kind of a, a dupe of a cliffhanger yeah. because the idea, I do think that in this, I think that Slade's probably working 17 different angles, but I think they're continuing on with the Slade. That's I, I think that they're has bad. To, I would have to think so since the book is called Deathstroke Inc. Well, yeah, but even so, you could end up that he's bad and he joins what it. What a terrible whatever, title but I, of this book. I so know far. it is. It is. It, it's basically like the Joker. It's not the, you end up, though, with that where I'm, I'm intrigued. Also, when you start talking, it's funny when you start talking about Deathstroke, good, bad, you know, that. When you start thinking of it as a, you know, omniverse big event coming down, there's a lot of times when those things go down, there's not really a good or a bad. Everybody's, you know, us against dark side of the point. I, I like that play of what Deathstroke, maybe what he's about, what he's doing and how this is going to progress. But the Libra thing, that did intrigue me. That's big. That's a big deal, especially in an infinite frontier, especially with the connection. And we haven't with seen Darkseid. that character since Final Crisis, and he was an embodiment of anti-life and freaking Final Form. Darkseid is chilling I mean, over there. That's a huge Omega. thing. Gigantic, Darkseid, gigantic right? things going on right now. Yeah, like you said, this could even be. Hey, I I kept this here so Darkseid could get whatever it may be. It, it feels really big, especially if this was just. Some other book and say Jeremy Adams was writing it or whatever, but having Joshua Williamson write this as well. And we even wondered, like, why is this book? What's yeah. going on? And it, it, at first we thought people thought it was a seven issue deal, like stuff like that. And then you get it. It makes it bigger. Like, OK, this is what you used to like or at least mention at one point where you would see little hints. A year ahead of time. And oh, yeah. Little things dropping. Well, shit, back in the 2000s, we always had a countdown to something big that took like a year to get to. This Libra thing feels like it's one of those, like, just it's there. We'll see. But it seems like, you know, hey, everybody, there's a big thing coming. And it's funny, too, when you say about 
Leaky Bird, and you're like, we haven't seen this guy since the uh, Final Crisis. When you end up reading stuff with Grant Morrison, the reason why he picked Libra is because nobody knew who he was, yeah. and you barely only had a couple but things you had, with, like, it. One so issue it's, with him. It's a good like when he shows up, shit goes down, and I, I thought that's really cool. I thought that that was really neat. I'm not going to say that. I'm just wondering right the whole idea of like, let's say that like we're going to play devil's advocate here with different ideas that Julia Valentine is just another version of Libra taking up the mantle of, let's just say her brother or something along those lines. Who knows? So you know. And uh, or if you know, maybe he got a sex change, I don't know. But does he still have the whole thing where he can take half of a superhero's powers onto himself? Thing. And I'm glad you said that. I was gonna. I didn't. I don't have any notes. Let me barely have notes. There. What are we? What are we? Uh, intelligent. The idea of that thing. Uh-huh. That also. <laughs> that also. Is that why they're collecting these villains? There you because go. That, yeah, it's a power that, source. It's huge. Now you're Peter Petrelli in the first season of Heroes, just collecting free or Siler. In my mind, you get half of Cheetah's powers, you wait three days, get the other half. You see how it works there. That's it not how it works. It doesn't work that way. But it, it's it's a cool Just don't appeal. burn yourself out. Or maybe Libra in this new form is tr- like maybe they don't have the whole ascension aspect to them in, the, in a world where everything matters or is remade. And they're trying to get back the power thing that they had before that ascended them to become a new god. Exactly. There's, there, it's big. I mean, I don't know what stuff it means going yet. On. There's a lot Weird that a lot. could be nonsense. It might not be. But the idea, and I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the idea of the powers because, boy, if you make that connection, shit, boy, you make that shit connection, boy. you end up like, is that what they're doing? Because we don't see the ca- – they capture so- – we don't see them then. Like, what is going on? Are we going to find out that Slade and Dinah get into this prison where you have half depowered characters all in dungeons and stuff where they think they're doing the right thing? And we find it, it could be that. That's big. That's huge. And I, I thought that that was a really, really cool And even if you take idea. it to the other end where you have a character that is the other side of the scale than her brother or whoever, you know, the original Libra might have been, let's say he's still dead or whatever thing, where you are doing these terrible things for the greater good. Do the other heroes have to take you down because the greater good isn't something like the way you're getting about it. The ends don't justify the means for them. They actually have to take you down for being like, you know, trying to bring peace to the multiverse or omniverse. And they say you can't do it this certain and way. That's I don't the know. craziest deal. This ends up, this could be like we're saying is Juliet good, bad. What's she doing? What's she trying to bring back? But again, when you're talking about a crisis with Darkseid, you sometimes might get into that Lex Luthor thing of everybody thinks I'm evil, but my plan is the right one to go and the right one is that. So she may... Hashtag Super Lex for life. Is she the the hero in her own story? Because she knows. But the weird thing about it, two things that are weird about all this. Now I'm excited. eh? (laughs) You end up where she says this time, like she's not saying we're going to bring down the hero. We're we're gonna we're gonna be the best. We're gonna take over the universe. All she says as she's opening it, this time when the heroes win, so do we, there will be balance in the multiverse. This doesn't feel like a real maniacal like you don't get a maniacal laugh after that. No. It's almost like I'm gonna have to be the one that when they win again, I'll be able to stop this nonsense and be able to go. But even before that, when you have Cheetah who says Oh my god, the trust and Juliet Valentine, like really? Like you're being duped. She doesn't seem like she's like, No, 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 don't take me that like you know what I mean. Like yeah. you know that really bad things might happen to you yourself. You know, maybe you're right. Maybe it's as simple as them just sending them off the bell or ever something. That would be the norm to yeah. be used to that. But she doesn't feel like she's like, Oh my god, Slade, I'll do anything. I can't go there. Uh so I wonder. I wonder how that is and, and what's not. Uh, you know. 
what's going on, what isn't. Just all as that. long I'm as when we do this, it doesn't get all convoluted with tie-ins and stuff like Final Crisis did, where all of a sudden they're like you have tie-ins with the the crime bible and the freaking you know. No, we don't need that. Being the prophet for the freaking, you know, the end of times, oh. and then you bring ma- make Vandal Savage and the cane and stuff and things like that, and like I don't need all of that on top of this because this enough is fine as it is. Yeah, this I just think that this is another one of those stepping stones to what we will get. I think Omni Crisis. Are you down with that? Omni Crisis. I was worse. thinking about. I was thinking about what they would do for Crisis. Omniversal canal that doesn't work. The thing is, we haven't had a proper crisis since Final because we've had a Flashpoint. We've had Metal. But say that was that was before uh, Final Crisis. But the whole thing is like you've had a bunch of crisis situations, but not a proper crisis name. And even with that, though. I still think we should wait a little while because even though we haven't had a crisis name, we've had crisis level events pretty recently, and I don't want any anytime I, soon. Seriously, I I don't know. I'm looking at that that Justice League thing to tie it all around. I I think we need a reset. I th- these other things you're we just saying, had like, a reset. No, we didn't. You think Death Metal was a reset? All yes. we did was no, it wasn't. We ended up continuing the Batman. Every book continued almost no, the no, same. No, no, no. I'm as saying no, the thing is, when you say reset, then you just made a complete new Fifty Two reset. Needed, I'm talking about we need a new We need to get thing. away from that because that's I don't what think you know. So. While the sales were good, it was a convoluted mess, and I'm that's not why saying we, sales. So, no, I'm saying that it was a convoluted mess that we then had to have two freaking like you know a, a mini soft reboot and then another reboot to get back to the, what we had previously. Those those reboots weren't to get back. That was because sales were down again. I need something that doesn't have to do with, okay, sales are down, let's just do something stupid. The, when they had the Crisis on Infinite Earth, they said, Mark Wolfman said, listen, this shit is a fucking mess. Everybody's writing what the fuck they want. Nobody knows what's what. That took Nobody like 60 years to get there. But I'm saying, we're already there. It didn't take that long. We say every week, what is this? Is this in continuity? Is this? That doesn't make sense. Why isn't that guy playing with things? Everything is a mess. Nobody knows what's going on now, and people are avoiding shit because of it. And if you don't think they are, the sales well, we are way down. We had that in 52 as well. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, after four or five years, but that's not the case. No, no, right away with Action Comics saying that Superman died and different things like that, but, but he didn't. people loved it. And the thing is, you were concerned with that. A lot of people. And then when we got DCYU, Rebirth wasn't because they needed to fix things. Rebirth was they wanted to get this slogan out and get people to buy shit. They didn't really change anything. Rebirth only brought back Wally, and then okay, not and really anything else. And Green Arrow back together. Yeah, but but even then, did we get a wedding? Did we? No, we didn't get anything. They just were promising well, stuff. That was that. that was an apology, though. But they didn't. They even said, "Oh, no, no, we think that, that we're together." But yeah, before that, before the but new that didn't 52. work out either. Though I'm saying you don't do it again. Wow. Well, they wouldn't have known. I'm saying that Rebirth was just to try to say, hey, everybody, we're going to go back to the great old stories, whatever. And then we didn't. And then people got mad again. So then they go, okay, death metal. This is a wreck. Nobody knows what's going on in any of these books. Half of them are leading to future state years ahead of stuff like that. They're going to have to do something or just say there's no continuity. Don't worry about it. And we get story over continuity again. Because a lot of these books don't make sense even well, amongst themselves. you can just, you know, spell it out better. Yeah, well, that's how. But I think at this point, to spell out every book, we thought Death Metal was actually going to be the end. And it would spell out. We have more problems now with continuity and what things are going and how things are. I mean, you have a Jace Fox who probably shouldn't even be around for five more years. He's right involved. And 
I just think no, that no, I, a I'm lot all of fine with stuff. that. They're just doing weird future state stuff, which is the main problem right now. If we're coming out of death metal, though, I have a, a clear explanation of where we were, as opposed to like how parallax can happen when Superman didn't die before and stuff like that coming into the new Fifty Two. Yeah, but now you're. T- I mean, basically, they just said everything happened. I mean, uh-huh. it wasn't really spelled out, and most of the books just continued. From before I'm death just back metal. to where I was before Flashpoint with, you know, where we were post-crisis. Now, I'm telling you, if things go as it is, I think that there's some big problems. They have to do something, even if it is something just for sales, because most of the books are at their lowest point they've been in decades. And people just aren't into it. And uh, the only way, I think, is to reset and just go with a clear-cut deal for everybody, every editor, every writer. I've been told by a couple people that we talked to and I read and stuff like that, that the books coming out of Future State, they told them, don't even read Future State. Just do what the hell you want. It's it's bad. Which, it's, it's, which is kind of fine because the way that it was initially set up, those weren't going to happen for years down the line. But then they did. I know. Now they're doing it. It's weird. I just I think that most people are confused. We, everybody in the Slack every week. It's just people wondering what's going on and what book is this and how does this tie into that? I just think it's a wreck right now. And I think that if they lead to something in, say, next September, so a year from now, I think that it would be best served to maybe get something going with a a full out, you know, event that spells out a new continuity or at least nails down the continuity because I just don't see anything hitting anymore. And now we just get random books that are seven issues that you say, oh, it's, you know, it's not continuity enough. But people aren't buying those either. It's just I just worry about the the whole thing and the whole line and, and what we do and we talk about it and stuff like that. Be nice to have more people involved. But what would you give this? I'd have given this a seven point five out of ten because no, while, I like, while I really like all the labor stuff by the end, it's just you had an entire issue of Fantasyland Deathstroke riding a unicorn and taking out cat people that are mad at their queen cheetah, and I do not need that ultimately. Yeah, I'm happy that Toy Man, like Toy Master, is called Toy Master again instead of Toy Man, and we're getting some big things. I just need more of the issue to feel as important as the end of this did, as they're like, you know, just not a lot of filler to get there. Well, I don't know if that was some sort of shift. Oh my, now he's back. To- but that's the thing is, if everything matters, that's why we're back here because he was never called Toy Man except for when it was fucked up. It was just when they were doing crazy stuff. I but see I- that maybe he was called Toy Man at one point, and that didn't work out. I'm trying to think because I think New Fifty Two maybe called him Toy Master, but it's now so I'm trying weird to remember. Too. In this, and I like Howard Porter's art. I know you're not as much of a fan, uh, but the Libra stuff is big enough for me. They're like, okay, finally, I get something that I it got its hooks into me. I hadn't been. You've been liking this book a little more than me. In these first couple issues, this one actually got me on board thinking that it might be bigger than it would be, though. And I say, I like how, is that Dick Grayson hanging with Barbara? Because yes. that, that is a weird looking Dick Grayson. They all look very weird. Right? It, that looks, I'm like, who is that? I, I no I don't know. It must be Tick. Ah, uh, yes. But overall, yeah, I like most of the books in this section. It's a pretty positive section. But we're going to go off to see that Eric, though he... He wants to be positive. He is the killer of dreams for everyone oh, out there. Oh, I didn't realize how much you love the next books. As we go off, not this last book. I'm talking the next one. Uh, I won't even give you the wink, wink, Eric, that I haven't even read it myself yet. So I don't know what I'm going to think. But we're going to go off. I'll go read it. We'll come back with the last section of books. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Those kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is Well, that's just every shape Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hubcap Spends all his money buying all that crap 
Ah, yes, that is Eric Shea. What Shay. happened to your voice? It's an ambulance, Eric. I don't know what happened. You just sounded so up, good during that second I section. I know I did. I also ended up saying that you are the person who will destroy dreams, if yeah. I remember right. And uh, we'll see if that's the case. Issue. I do. But as I said, as we segued out of the last section, I hadn't read it yet. Oh, which, you just like to talk shit. I get you. Talking out of school. still... At that position, Eric. Because did I read this? Is there anything to I read that here, about really? Books. I'm telling you, same here. Is there anything to read here? I mean, seriously. Yes. This is a weird, weird issue. How, this how are you going to know which way to turn your book if you don't read? <laughs> it, we'll, we'll get, we might as well just get right into this, right? I mean, seriously, it, it's, yeah. It's a goddamn yeah. ambulance. It's a ambulance, Eric. It is. That was <laughs> actually. That was the sound effect that I had queued up. What do you think that was there for? I'm going to give it to you one more time. It's a goddamn ambulance! No, when I was I, I going to no play idea it? When you were going to play that? At the one point when you ended up having in the Detective Comics, for some reason it made me giggle because Nakano and Batman are in the sewers, and at one point. Batman's like, oh my god, this is a disaster This is a disaster, and pretty much Dakota goes, no, it's a goddamn infestation I'm like, it's both Just get the hell out of there But I had that queued up, never did it I forgot about it Order the steak It made sense It made sense if we were in the way And we never talked about that actual part So we didn't go with that But Eric, what? It's a <laughs> what book are we talking about first here? The Flash, number 776, written by Jeremy Adams, with art by Fernando Passerin, Matt Ryan, Jeremy Cox, and Rob Lee. We're on the hunt for Eclipso and his host, Starbreaker, but to get there, Wally and Dr. Fate must cut him off at the pass by entering the two-dimensional causeway, where the book takes a strange turn in deciding not to continue the story, but have a gimmick where our heroes see us the reader, the whole time, and beg us to turn the book one way or the other, and then search for symbols, where's Waldo style, by the end. Which it seems we get somewhere, you know, but it's fucking Gem World. Yeah, that's the prize. I said to you, I sent you a message, I'm like, you go through all this nonsense and the prize is Gem World? Telling you, sent me that, that, I'm like, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, really. Now, with all of this, this is the, the thing. You end up having an issue that people are just going through the roof. They they adore this issue. This issue is a hundred percent gimmick. Roundup, I think there's like you know I, I might be exaggerating, but I'm sure I think there's like thirteen reviews. I have a five, a five. Ooh, spoiler spoiler alert. alert! It is the aggregate score is still a nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there it came to the party. He's the party pooper. But with that, again, I was joking going in because of the idea of me making fun of Eric all week. For being the lowest score as he is and way low And people saying oh you can't have fun With your comics well there, there's a Difference with having fun with a comic Because if you this take your just, comics too Seriously yeah and that's the Problem is and yes aren't you show. and that's When when are we going to be given The sign like, like stories oh, hey Everybody don't take this seriously This week but next Week when we do something or in this Series when you end up Getting the idea of getting rid of Heroes in Crisis. Were we supposed to take that seriously? I don't know. You go into this, there's nothing. There's not even a good setup to the story going on with Eclipso and chasing it. There's a lot of things that you have to remember and things like that. Plus, the idea, nobody ever turn around their comics and shit. What, what is this, the idea that this is the greatest? Because you turn a book upside down. 
Seriously, I'm not because, a five-year-old. Jim. I'm a man. I'm 40. You wish you <sighs> was 40. I wish. <laughs> Still, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing here? This is the thing. This is probably my favorite book in all of the DC things going on. The Flash book is one that I've consistently said, I like it. I always have a smile on my face, whatnot. Don't I, I read this and I have people, oh my God, it's so fun. It's so fun. No, it isn't. First off, what are you going to do if you're reading this on a, a desktop or even a laptop? Because this is released digitally. You're already telling people that they don't, they it's can't not gonna play, play along. It's, it's not going to play well on the DC Universe Infinite yeah, app. Yeah, with the Infinite out. app, you're going to have to do something that changes it up or whatnot. Because, again, I have my tablet and I can change. Fancy. I have to take off my gyroscopic polarities and I like things to think like you're that. Just bragging right now. I don't want to do that, but most people do, and or they don't. have their phone. And the I don't thing have is, that. though, this doesn't play <laughs> out well. I would think too that if you have that force guided view deal, I don't know that it would play out well either. That's another deal. And so with that, what you get here is the Flash and Doctor Fate walking down a hall, falling off a cliff, walking down another hall. Gem world. That's what you get. There's Which no the story. Give me I, a story I, too. On top of the gimmickry nonsense that I don't care for because I'm reading it on a laptop and don't want to play along with it. Like we need you, reader, to do this right now, or we're gonna die. I'm like, well, I guess I just killed the hero. So that's the way R. I read the story every time. But the whole thing is. We're walking down a two-dimensional causeway, which allows our heroes to know that there's a reader watching them breaking the fourth wall right there the entire time, asking us to, like, you know, change the room around to save them. Because for some reason, unexplained to us, because I'm looking for a story in this where there is no story, even trying to connect a story to where we left off. But in this little issue, we are we have a freaking two-dimensional causeway that is full of monsters and mayhem and freaking statue monsters and for some reason they are all throughout this whole thing and i just wanted to know why by the end but you don't get that either because it's just there for us to turn the book to the side or upside down and i'm like it, it does nothing it's just there to create peril and i I'm mean like, even me with story. that i just wanted to really make sure there's there's only like 18 pages so there's less page count as well and then you're just doing a gimmick but the gimmick is not anything that means oh, and, anything. And, beca- and because we're in the two-dimensional causeway as well, that means that Wally West, one of the fastest people alive, one of the most powerful heroes in the world, oh, his powers don't work. Yeah, again, because, because. You, have, you have to lessen the thing to set up the gimmick. But this gimmick is – it's not – I we even had people – I think it was I Love Punchline – Ended up saying that this was a gimmick that was done in a black, Batman black and white. It also reminds me, it's not quite a choose your own adventure deal, but it yeah. is getting you more involved. But that's the thing. I need to, sp- how I get involved is character work and story and not by twisting a book upside down or sideways. This is something, again, if you're saying, oh, but my five year old loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Really? A uh, simple Jim over there likes it. He's there he's turning things around and stuff. I needed a story and there was nothing here. And pretty much we're done talking about it because there's nothing of substance here just to get to Jim world. It's almost as if, you know, you're, you're pretty much putting up the red flag. I have nothing for well, you. That's one of those things, week. Jim, because I read this issue and they tell you in that Batman movie back in the Nolan era of Batman, the dark Knight era that either you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a bad guy. And in this whole issue where the fates of some of my favorite heroes, including Dr. Fate, 
they they were left in my hands, and I chose to become the bad guy, and I killed my heroes because I did not move the two dimensional causeway the way they needed. And I just closed my laptop and said, "You know what? I'm the bad guy now. I'm the Lex Luthor. I'm the dark side, and this is the way I'm going to live my life now." Yeah, I'm like, thank God, there's two <laughs> Doctor Fates because the shit's going Khalid, wrong for them. Khalid Nasur is where it's at. Yeah, but I'm like, Khalid, you are now. Hey Barry, number- we need you back in this because Wally died one. again. Exactly. I'm like, at least we have them because at the point where Doctor Fates says listen it's all up to you if you don't do this in time by the time you turn the next page we will die i ended up even tweeting out to jeremy adams where i said first off he owes me because i was twirling my monitor around and i broke it but also they died and i'm counting that as continuity from now on they didn't make it out of this um but again they're they're fighting little demon imps they're doing now well, what well not gets only me, that because when we get to the end we need to create a doorway we have a book a magic book to do it but we don't have the magic glyphs to do it. There's somewhere in the two-dimensional causeway. So, Dr. Fate, you! Come I'm a man! I'm sorry! the glyphs. When you found them all, come back here, touch the three glyphs in the order you've seen them, followed by the center glyph to open the door. Remember, intention and belief. Remember, intention and belief. Go. Here, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to the... De- Where's Waldo, Tyler? Eric, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Eric, but look over there. That's the audience, the audience to the podcast. Don't say, actually don't people. say shit like that because right, that actually scares there. me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to them now. I'm going to talk to the audience. We, we do this My mind's a little sideways. Don't do this. If you, got, if you got to that page, right, you're enjoying yourself. If you got to the page and it says, you know, find these glyphs and then touch them in the order that they appeared. Seriously, everybody listen. If you went and did that, slap yourself in the face right now. That's what I'm saying. This is my new choose your own adventure. Slap yourself for doing that because that's not so. If you didn't just turn the page and go, all right, I get it, and go, you are you're a child. Which is okay. You simple Jim. I what am you surrounded by action figures. There's no figures. way I'm going to go back at this point. Like, oh my god, There's I better a lot of get things it you quick. won't do though. That's true. Like get involved with you. You did that, dummy. I'm sitting there, like goddamn simple. Touched him in the order. Now I got to touch him in the order. And you know what the funny thing is? I didn't go look for them, and I didn't touch him. Oh my god! I still ended up at the end, Eric. And then at the end, you get pretty much the Justice League dark with Amethyst. You have some crazy things going on there, you know. And that looks cool. Why are we getting more of that? Why couldn't we we just get to that? Yeah. Yeah, we had to again. Before we had an issue that everybody said was the greatest thing, and it was so nice because it was something that Jerry, Jeremy Adams had written with his daughter, which is but nice. Again, and stuff that's, like that, but that's tertiary stuff. I, I don't. If you ended up writing an issue right now and you and Jess were making sweet love while you did it, that doesn't mean that the issue is good or bad, right? I, I could sit there and I'm writing an issue while I'm plowing people down on the road because I'm not paying attention. I'm writing. If it's a good issue, it's a good issue. But yeah, like you said, people were all into it, but they always said that. It's always that next so, thing. What I was going to say is people were all about this and it seemed like that was like the weird kind of gimmick issue. People were like, oh, what a fun issue because it's, you know, not only is it Jeremy Adams' daughter, but it's Wally West and his daughter doing this whole thing. And it was a silly story that I wasn't a fan of, which started the kind of the idea that I can't have any fun with my comics. But when we get here, this kind of seems like an issue that his daughter wrote for him because as or even a, a younger sister that they had because it is just a child's story that you'd find in a nurse's waiting room in an elementary school waiting and to have your attention fine. taken. This is fine if this was like some young adult thing and you want to get people involved in comics and actually show them, look, you can get involved in these comics because they're interactive like yeah, the video games now. But you wouldn't because you're an adult. I'm saying if you're like six or seven or eight, that's something. But 
to put it in the middle of your run where we have really big things and then just go, what happens after this? Is Wally completely insane now, uh, you know, that he thinks that he's, where are these people now? I assume that, that I Dr. Fate see, will wipe his mind. But it doesn't seem like you would think he already would have, but he didn't. So what we'll have to see. Well, like at the end, when they get to Gem World, we're right before, wait, before we go, I have to wipe guys my mind. stood up yet. This is too dangerous. Like at the very end, when they just go through a door or whatnot. But even so, with that, you didn't really need Wally to see them anyway. This is just could be Dr. Fate saying and Wally going, who are you talking to? But you want to get them both involved, but nothing happens. You just go from one bit to the other. And because you have to, you know, force this gimmick in, neither of them can use their powers. So they end up now in gem world. And again, you know, what's next? You know, Dinosaur Island. Eric, where, where are we well, going? people like You're, Dinosaur Island. Yeah, not for, like, what is this book doing now? Also, I love when they just come in and everybody's posing off. You have constantly, are they through yet? I got to light my cigarette at the right time. Uh, but with that at the end, I would have rather have seen more of that than just Well, definitely. You know, I'm nonsense. here for the Eclipso Starbreaker story and finding out more about the Cosmic Wave and why that was the yeah, prison of Eclipso. Big. And the idea at the end of that when. You know, even though Wally seemed like he was just willing to let a Crypto go, no fuss, no bust, and Dr. Fink pulled him through a freaking teleportation deal and said, we need to work together to save the universe. I'm like, that's big stuff. To lead into this is a huge disappointment because all I want is the continuation of this, and this is just a child's play thing, which just wants me to turn a book left, right, upside down and look for Waldo throughout the book. That's not for me. And even though I like the art a lot throughout because the art looks great and the colors are popping, I gave this a 5 out of 10. I'm a man. I'm 40. I could go down to a 4.5 as well, though. Uh, I'm going to give a 5.1, Eric. I told you, you're a little more, you're too negative nowadays. Now, I, I'm with you. It's a 5. It's not an FU 5. It could be if you're really upset about the gimmick. I, I, was, I was very I like upset about art. it. I like the art a lot. I, I can, Again, I could see where some people might have fun with this, but this book has become story time for you and your kids that's fine that that's something because i saw people. i waited years a decade to get my flashback and now it's story time for children and that's like people oh man this runs so good i was for so me excited to, to read with my kids now that only points out my kids are awful they don't want to read this and they're never going to turn shit upside down or whatnot uh so well, yeah too it's old just, for this yeah 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 14 yeah i think one of them is maybe think? i don't know father of the year eric but yeah it's just you get done the gimmick is the gimmick you can't i i just don't understand how is this like a 10 out of 10 uh because it's just a gimmick nothing happens no story nothing you get the gem world we'll see what goes on from here but this book jld better do something cool because boy do i hate you are getting a lot of freaking speed bumps along the way of a book that i really really enjoy and is still on my 25 dollar do or die pull list but i can't say now like man every everyone's been hitting killing it because there's two that haven't been really great and they seem to be based on gimmicks sort of but this one full well, out, even the 100%. last issue i didn't have a, i had a problem with because we had the cosmic wave came down that was affecting everybody and bringing villains in with all their anger problems stuff like that to try to be obtain this like this strange like rage glaive and stuff like that and while he's okay because he's got a hang loose attitude now yeah it does that it is weird because i said at one point like this book and it's not selling which is a shame because it was good but it wasn't a it was a goofy book, but a goofy in a way because Wally's a fun character. Sure is. Where he goes and gets a job and he's kind of goofing around. That's fun. I'm all about it. Like, yeah, Ferris Bueller, look at you. 
now it's become that deal. And I swear to God, it's like we're going to find out, like, don't Nightwing everything up. Like, we had the backgrowling of the deal. Like, everything now has become jokes. And let's not even surface level stuff. But this is like, I don't know. This isn't an issue that I think that a struggling run is going to really pick up because you're not going to continue with this gimmick. Critical darling. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to end up being able to use this concept to keep going. So what is it? doing? And yeah, it's just, it's just weird, but I'm, I'm getting that we'll have this again, that we'll have an annual down the line because people liking it so much. They accept you be funny. It's like Eric Shane, not invited. Uh, but yeah, the, high school all over. We've again. already talked way too much about it because nothing happens. What is the next book? Checkmate number six, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Alex Maleev, Lee Lowridge, and Josh Reed. This is the finale to the series that nobody asked for, where Leviathan doesn't get the Heroes Network. Leonardo Lane just shoots Mark Shaw to death. Tayago takes back Leviathan, and Mister King, the head of Checkmate, is an older commandy come back from the future to stop Leviathan. Because of one panel we saw in Legion of Superheroes Millennium from two years ago. And even if you remember that, the reveal makes less sense. Does he the, think that this was clever? The reveal like, makes less sense and has less of an impact than Mark Shaw being Leviathan. Yeah. It, the funny thing is, is this is less than Mark Shaw. But remember the reaction when it was Mark Shaw and people were twitching. Nobody's reading this book. It's so obvious that the idea that there's no reaction to it being Kamandi is just because nobody's reading it. Well, not and only that, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, you have the great disaster, Kamandi, last boy on Earth, and for that convoluted freaking one-shot to try to get Rose and Thorne to be the most, you know, the important character in the DC universe throughout it, never talk about her again once we get the Legion of Superheroes come out. We saw Command DC, one freaking headquarters, one like futuristic building with the Leviathan logo on it, which leads to this for some reason. When we get to the end of the story, I'm like, hey, who are you, Mr. King? You never told us. And then Amanda Walsh is up. She you just shows up. You don't know. It's a, it's Commandy. He came back from the future. Then there's Steve, Tre- I mean, uh, yeah, Steve Trevor's like, well, I knew that, but how did you know that? And we don't, never find out. We have a Commandy who is an older commandy from the future who's come back in time to stop and possibly the great disaster, which was possibly it created seems by to Leviathan. Be saying that this great character that he ended up now, does that mean now that the great disaster is averted? And we or don't did he have, make it more because there's somebody more like, you know, ruthless than Mark Shaw in charge. That, you know, you have baby Hitler situation. I'm wondering if this is going to be something because the thing that would be affected by that would be the Legion of Superheroes, which he is going to be doing coming up legion versus justice league and i wonder if that's going to be the impetus to start this out that there's something because why would the justice league go against the legion anyway Uh it's kind of a weird deal so you know you wouldn't think that they'd be something that you'd fight together any so maybe that's a setup maybe that book has something to do with the great disaster being a bird i don't know but even with that let's just say that i have no idea how commandy travels back in time and then let's say we get to that point he has traveled back time how do we have an older commandy who then can teleport our team and him from thailand to the basement of the hall of justice because it was convenient last issue there's a lot of things it almost seems like what you have brian michael bendis think that any character in the future can end up being booster gold because he can do this, that, and the other thing, and that means teleporting time That's travel. That's the thing. Is, never I don't want to put the Great Disaster in our main timeline because it was always a, a Elseworld type of situation. You have the Great Disaster. It is a ripoff of Planet of the Apes. You do that on somewhere else. It doesn't work in a regular timeline. He even tried to push it in with the you know Millennium Book and stuff like that going forward with it where they did go through it. But nobody cares about that. And uh, Kamandi being this, it's so weird. I said to you that... 
and my voice maybe isn't the greatest, but I want to read the blurb at the beginning of this book, and we'll we'll decide we'll if catch what it, well we'll decide because it's more of a mission statement okay. than a catch up. That's what makes me laugh, and I haven't really read it. It's nonsense, so I decide to read it this time to see what it's all about. And it says the arrow, the question, the hunter, the colonel, the bones, the bones, <laughs> the truth, the wild card, and the king. Who are the new checkmate? Leviathan has arrived. They have a country. They have followers and agents all over the world. But what are they following? What is the secret behind Leviathan's power? How are they growing so fast? The only ones left to infiltrate the growing beast are the all-new checkmate, a collection of the most dangerous spy masters that teamed up to take back the world that was ripped from us or ripped from under all of us. None of that uh, happens. So none of that happens. Th- that is what he put as the mission statement. At what point did we have Checkmate infiltrate Leviathan to take them down from the inside out? And maybe, maybe you could say that's what Talia al Ghul did, even though she was a triple is fucking it, yeah, agent. That's the problem is, and have we found out the secret behind their power? Are we seeing how they're growing so fast? No. I mean, this is what you put at the Good beginning intentions. of the issue to try to explain, like, this is what this book is about. This is all. It never, never did any of this. It well, none did of this nothing. makes sense in a checkmate situation. It's just called checkmate. And he used that name because he thought it was cool. He didn't know what that was. And he just made his own thing. And it doesn't make any sense for this. But when you have this, you have Talia. The bone, like, Sarah. The freaking, the question just out of nowhere. That's all it is. The question, the question. Because yeah. it only has a title that goes with his name. But the idea that you have Talia showing her true face this time. And we spend issues, a lot of the beginning of this issue, where our hero is just trying to fight back until Talia just kind of buggers off and we don't do anything with it because she just shows up at the end sitting on the throne like she's been working with Dr. Nakano, the Guardian, everybody else behind the scenes in Leviathan Island or Leviathan Nation now of Markovia saying, you know what, that Mark Shaw, he is pretty cool, but it's kind of distracted, right? He's not really the leader we should really be having. Yeah, he's not the guy we need. You know what? We should bring you in. And when Mark Shaw finally confronts the snowman's ticket that he's been so obsessed with for the last day and a half of, and when he finds out it's Leonardo Lane, the spy master Sam Wayne's a strange son that he's made to take down anything that ever comes around like a Leviathan, well, he's going to go full bore. Oh, when oh shit. What's that? Well, he just hit it up. Leonardo Lane just shoots Mark Shaw to death right there. And I tell you, I had no idea what was going on because – we have a force field situation around Mark Shaw, but I'm guessing that we have people back at Leviathan Island that kind of turn it off, like maybe flicker the lights a little bit while it's going to the power, because all of, all of a sudden we just have Leonardo Wayne shoot him to death and he's dead. I'm like, did that really just happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and again, you, you go through all this, and the funniest thing is not the commodity of reveal. It's the idea that Mark Shaw, this big thing that we've been dealing with all along, he, he just gets killed now. As with soon that, as he I, confronts the Damon Rose and like the, the whole, and even the idea that this motherfucker has three names to it, Leonardo Lane, up to the Damon Rose, and what Mark Shaw calls him, the snowman's ticket, the secret weapon that Sam Lane had to go against him that maybe makes sense to someone out there. I don't know. He's just dead. He was shot to death right there. And I'm like, maybe this is the problem because you didn't expect someone just to shoot your ass. Yeah, really. That's And with that, though, one of my biggest fears for this book, and that happens with, you know, with a machine gun. He doesn't even freaking try to like talk him down. He just pulls out a gun and kills then him. Then he starts screaming like, oh, my tech, it's fritzing out and it hurts my head. The, the idea, like a, even like a, a Kate Spencer in this, where you have not a lot of people know the character besides this Man stuff, Hunter? right? Yeah, Manhunter. Yeah. So not a lot of people really have read a lot with her or whatnot. 
And even if you have a character like a Green Arrow that they have, whatnot, I'm just afraid that at some point somebody's going to use this book to base their characters off of that. They think that these characters all sound ridiculous. They Nobody has their own unique flavor to it. It's just yelling. And, and you have Kate Spencer doing trash talk and stuff. And it, it just played off weird, Talia. And I just worry, like we had with like a Philip Kennedy Johnson who ended up going with the War Zunes and stuff like that, that some newer writer's going to come in and this is what they're going to base some characters off of and whatnot. It just throws me off because throughout all this, the characters and this story is garbage. And there's well, the nothing is- even going on here. You have to realize that we've got, we've gone and done all these things. We've taken down all of these spy agencies. We've taken over a country. We've taken all the greatest minds into our freaking fold. We are Leviathan. We are the future. And to finish off their plan, while Mark Shaw is going to go do Damon Rose stuff, our, our grand plan to make sure that everything we need, the Heroes Network within the Hall of Justice, like we saw last issue, everything, the linchpin to all of this was the idea that we're going to infiltrate a 20 year old into a group of children and she's going to play like she's a child. And when the, like, you know, the lights are going to go off and she's going to go and get the heroes never forced. This is the idea. You have a 20 year old woman trying to act like she's fucking, you know, 10 Five, years old. Six, yeah. Something. Yeah. Man, I'm 40. I yeah, think. And, and then if, sneak away. And then sneak away. And I don't think, I think that, that might be the biggest problem is that you don't think things through, Leviathan. No, no. And so you have all this. And like you said, the big thing, Mark Shaw gets killed. He's just dead to make me giggle. I'm like, really? Just the even that you call Superman up because Damon Rose shoots Mark Shaw to death. He's teleported away because his powers are flickering on off because the people have betrayed him back home. They say to him, you know, your vision's perfect, Mark Shaw, but you know what? You're just not our guy. And Guardian's all pissed about this, but he's like, he goes then later on, I guess I'm going to be a part of this. I'm the Guardian. This is the fucking bet I made. But then he calls Superman to come to Leviathan Island floating in the sky above Markovia. And he gives the body of Mark Shaw to Superman. Like, here you go. Like, the idea, like, you know, God has fallen. you got to move on now. But you guys still have to watch out for the Leviathan. And secretly, in the background, it just goes back to Talia al Ghul. Because I swear to God, Bendis, when he came in and had the whole idea for Event Leviathan, he had no idea that there was already a group that Talia ran called Leviathan and then had to do something about it. And at the end, just gave it back to her in a new, weird, improved way. And I say, I, I say improved, but is it really? No. And and that's the thing. That's the end of the story here. Hopefully the end of it. And then is that Talia gets back Leviathan, but it's more of like a little more high tech and has. Yeah, some before weird she was chilling with the, you know, like assassins and, and man bats. Now she's got all the smartest people in the world and the best tech this, ever. Even though she even seems though. to be part of the totality that she's is working. Doing more important stuff outside of this, outside of the Bendis verse that I'm calling this. And so that feels weird. You have all these but even like during it, you have these things going on and you're trying to wrap up your story that you never really had a story. It shows at the beginning of you're you explaining this. And then you have, hey, Green Arrow, can I have one of your arrows? Well, we're going to have, I can't do that because they're lethal. Are they really, like, really, like, you're just throwing, like, Brian Michael Bettis thinks he's so, oh, that's what people say, that he's not a real good hero, and he doesn't, I'm like, go go screw yourself. Even the idea, when we bring all the people of Leviathan Island, and all they're doing is kind of hanging out at a Japanese-looking castle now in the freaking mountains, like, it's completely a smaller version, like, hey, everybody. I'm Talia Al and you, like, you know, I'm the leader now. We're still going to do Leviathan things, but check this. 
let me introduce you to the Lazarus Pits. I'm like, that's all you know. You know buzzwords. Yeah, that's all you know, buzzwords. And and little tidbits of, you know, shade throwing that you think people are going to jump on board. Because they went from the entire really Markovia to now like a chateau, like kind of Himalayan castle that freaking Talia has for Leviathan. I'm like, I think you're doing better before, but maybe they just didn't have a Lazarus Pit in Markovia, and that's why you moved. And one of them, that's what Mark Shaw wants. <laughs> so you end up where? Not getting it, Marky. You end up with that idea, like everything just resets by the end. But with that, most of the DCU has moved on from this bullshit anyway. We end up seeing the DCU and its readers. I, I'm, I'm saying we even have like, you know, you end up having the Cobra. Co- they're, they're bad. You have all these things when you need it still. Any sort of organization, people like, oh, we have we're back, Argus we're up back. and running. We have a freaking. We are to a point where Argus came back, did a task force X, and then like you know, went off and did their own thing. That Argus is now hunting. Exactly. Nobody needs, and this is, and uh, you know, the deal. This book was delayed. All that stuff going on, but still, you end up, and then like part of it, like, oh, Guardian, you you sad sack. Let me take you back, and we're gonna get you. What the help are you getting? Because you followed the wrong person. Because oh, you're Jim a bad Harper. guy? I just love the idea that Superman's like, well, we'll find help for you. We'll get you the help that you need. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get end, why Jen, any of this You have Superman anything. show up with Lois Wayne, and he says, Peter Pan, and she says yes, and they fly off together. Yeah, the end. Yourself. At the one point, you even have to have, Damon like, Rose you, have watching. To, you have to explain your joke because she goes, Smallville. And then Superman shows up, and then you end up, Damon Rose goes, did you just whisper to Smallville's ditches? Who do you think is his mother? Who do you that's think is Damon Rose's mother? Is, I think that's going to be his next big mystery story going on after, like, or before we get through the Legion and do, of Superheroes. Do you think that Lois is like, oh man, my dad was a coxman? He was all over the place. I don't this think there's dude. something you talk about your dad after he dies I think like you that. You might be mad at him. Do you think that uh, Lois is ever going to call Lucy about no, this? No, Lucy's just left in the dark back there you end up where at some point they'll have some wacko thing where they'll start dating and not even know it uh just damon rose is this big thing too and then pretty much at the end you really spell out yeah screw him as they fly off they fly off without him and he's just there standing there i don't think they knew that he was there when we end up getting that final deal even with that too you end up having the people in the shadows oh my god I think that the Green Arrows just said something to Superman. He flew off. But then when you have this deal, the whole point of this was that they're talking to Amanda Waller, it seems, of like, listen. She's going to fund checkmate We did all of this stuff. We need funding. We need to be legit. I don't know why you're talking to Amanda Waller, but you end up, you know, we want to do It doesn't work with where we are currently. No, and she agrees. She's probably like, I had this Earth 3 that I've been working on, but... It's she so funny. Even the stuff he's herself. setting up is so far in the past from where we are now in continuity. And again, what what I think he's doing here with Checkmate would be the okay from the from the ashes rises the things because there's Amanda Waller who's kind of trying to get things going again. She'll be able to use Checkmate, too, but we've already seen this. We've done this. It's old. So when she's there and just like you're like what what the hell? How many pies do you have your fingers in, Amanda Waller? But then you. she's just there to say. Oh, by the way, I love the idea. They're all standing around. Hey, the one thing we didn't get, it's like the end of Scooby-Doo for crying out loud. What we didn't get was finding the identity of Mr. King. Oh, you didn't know that? I I love the idea that there's somebody there. Me and you are there with them. Like, oh, man, it must be something real easy. I mean, they're making it seem like everybody knew this. She's like, oh, it's a time-traveling commodity. 
what the hell are you talking about? First off, the idea that she says this to them and they would have any clue of who Kamandi is anyway. Seriously. I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking. He's from the future. They're just like, just time travel. He's the last boy. Yeah, I mean, really, it doesn't look like you. Where's your frayed jeans and those cool boots? He's a he's a grown up. He doesn't read freaking gimmick books right now. He's a man. He's forty. You think that he's a man? I'm a man. <laughs> I'm forty. Like this is one of those things and reveals again, like a Mark Shaw, the original deal. Where if you go back again, you should never go back and look for the glyphs and the, the signs and put them together in that last book. But you here, never have to. please don't go back and sit there and say, "I need to see that." Re-. Like, oh my god, I didn't see that. The whole time. The books from, I'm telling you, there was, it was nothing. One, it was one, maybe two panels of that symbol on a doorway. Oh, I'm saying in a book two issue, years ago. When we see him here, and there should be some little tell that would have been a clever deal or of, oh my God, we knew series. it was Kamandi. I'm saying just in this book that at one point when Mr. King shows up, you get some little inkling. Oh, I didn't see that before when he said that, or he said that, but there was nothing. This could have been a roll the dice. You could have had 17 different things that just go, all right, random number generator, commandy. It, it doesn't make any more sense than anything else. I mean, it really doesn't. And it's just nonsense. And it, it doesn't. What does it do? What are they going to do now? Are they send them back. Hey, there you go, King. Go, or is he just going to hang? Well, he doesn't really need to be. You don't really see a lot of commandy, like as a man in the far future beyond the great disaster. His overall plan now is to kind of live his life here. Does he have one way tech? Can he go back in time? Are we ever going to send Booster back to his own time? Well, he could go back if he wants to. He he can do that himself. We don't know what command he can do because that's what I'm saying. We don't know what he can do, so I don't know if his plan was to then go back to his what because he didn't really do anything the whole time anyway, except kind of zip people in and out. He came in and was like, "Hey, you guys, you were kind of like a group. Maybe we should call ourselves Checkmate." And I'm King. He came back, and if Talia didn't go underhanded, you know, crisscross applesauce, and the rest of Leviathan didn't really just watch. Mark Shaw die. Kamani didn't do shit. No, you say that. Nobody in Checkmate did anything. No, they didn't do anything. The Damon I mean, Rose even took out Mark Shaw. The only thing that they said was, oh, I think they're going after, you know, the, the Justice League and the whole Heroes We deal, stopped but- Whitney from taking the Heroes Network while she was in a group of children in the dark. That's all they did. They were there at the last second to surround her and say no. And I love at the end with the idea of, this time, Batman's going to make sure that nobody can get to it. Nobody will Good. even know about Good. it. Now, now there is that weird deal, and I ended up messaging Tom Taylor. Uh, there is the mention of Nakamura in this. Dr. One Nakamura? of the scientists in this in Leviathan. Yeah, she's been and, working with uh, Leviathan yeah, this whole I'm time. I'm saying, no, we're one, we were saying, though, you never <laughs> The idea that this could be some relative of Jay Nakamura in the Superman Son of Cal L book is all I was saying. Yeah. That you have the same last name is that we ended up that it didn't even dawn on me until reading this issue. I ended up messaging Tom Taylor, but he hasn't gotten back to me. That I don't maybe think there's, there's, some, there's a weird connection, but he could use that from something where you have Jay doing kind of weird underground stuff. The truth where he gets the info or that sort of deal. I don't know, uh, but we'll see. We'll see if, if he says, oh, yeah, we'll tie this in or something like that. I don't know. But suppose some people are saying they can't wait till more checkmate and they want it to continue. I'm I like, can wait. No, no, this should just end. This it. should end it completely because we're doing enough freaking nonsense with it in his current Justice League run. 
Again, it's supposed to be a big thing. Bendis thinks it is. And this is selling worse than Crush Lobo. It's one of like. Is it selling worse than the Man Bat? It's uh, just about the same. This is actually, I mean, do you know the numbers? I I think the last number two, number one for something that should have been was like 24,000. Number two is down to 18. And then it just, you know, goes down from there. Usually a book doesn't go up unless you start playing games and stuff. And maybe the Damon Rose, but he ended up fudging that up all over the place with, you know, when it was revealed and this was delayed. So I don't know. You might end up with one of the worst selling books in the past couple of years being this. So I don't think it's going to continue. It's I think really maybe the, one of the worst selling books that we had to the point where DC knew how bad it was, was that v- Vigilante Southland. Oh, that Tales. was awful. Yeah. And that was like <laughs> eight or 6,000, but this should they, be they canceled that. that. This is by Michael Bendis, though, and yeah, I know. And then they ended up finally finishing it up as a trade <laughs> or something down the deal. Hey, they wanted their money. Remember that game? Where's my money? Where's my money? Just yelling Man, about. I gave her a cheeseburger. I gave and her a cheeseburger. Was so and meth and shit. Yeah, it was so weird that book. But yeah, no, no response from Tom Taylor. Yet, but well, he's probably, so, he's probably sleeping or, or early. Yeah, it's probably still early in the morning. We'll see. But overall, what did you give this? It's just the so bad. Is, I usually like to give a little caveat that the art kind of, you know, I'm not a fan I of the art. I hate the art in this. But it works for the noir kind of style that, it works for the noir kind of sto- style that, you know, they're going for with the pseudo mystery book. But the problem is, I can't even say that the art works for this because there is no real story. And it's just out of nowhere reveals that don't make any sense. So is it ever really a mystery about this? Because I didn't really ask myself, like, man, this whole event Leviathan waiting in the checkmate, it's all going to be about who the, like, the reveal of Mr. King is. And even Mark Shaw's death. So lackluster. There is nothing here. It's just a forced tie-up at the end that doesn't do anything but except for, say, our heroes that didn't do anything this whole time, they won everybody. Buddy. So I don't care for the art. I, there's no story. A 1.5 out of 10. 1.5. That's one of your lowest scores ever. I think that the art, like you said, it does have a noir look, but this is hardly a noir story anymore anyway. And I thought that it got very like confusing at points when we were actually having full out action scenes that I wanted yeah, to I know. Tell like, you what like you said, at the one point we're like, he shot him, but was there the force field that they put well, it even down? Even the fight with Talia and Manhunter in question, I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't follow it. I couldn't follow it at all because you ended up centering in one of the dark and phasing one. Hey, I just saved your arm. All right, whatever. Save me my money and stop with this nonsense. It's bad. I'm going to go 1.5 as well. I'm going to just match your You're one. You're going to go up a little bit higher to be more no, positive? It's, it's so bad. This is just horrendous. Nobody nobody's reading this at all but i uh, is flash your book of the week is that no, what your flash book is of the week? not my book of the week my book of the week is dc versus vampires number two mine is a tie between that and test for c and i i'm excited about both you like this kind of stuff they're kind of tied together too they seem like they're like back and forth brother and sister books so i was worried that whole time i said to you what how's this gonna play in july if it keeps going like this maybe It'll pretty good real because, well yeah i'm i'm enjoying both and they have kind of a different enough feel, obviously. They're different stories. But they have, like, again, that DC versus Vampire. It's a little more, like, funny type deal. That's fine. I'm getting used to that. But I really do like Test for C as well with the mystery going on there. So that is the end of that. What about the now, mystery about who the master vampire is? Who's going to start a war against see. mankind? You're going to have to see who that master is. I think... Uh, I I have no idea. Kelly. Ambush Teen, bug. Teen Lantern. Maybe it is Ambush bug. Plastic Man. 
it actually it's the audience themselves. It's the reader. <gasps> oh God, we're in the two dimensional causeway. Oh my God, two dimensional causeway. Hey everybody! Next week we have the only on Patreon show, Patreon exclusive deal. It's a annual week, so. These are the books, and there's a lot of them. There's some big ones coming up, as I mentioned at the beginning. So if you want to hear us talk about all of these, and just to point out, like we don't have a spotlight per se for an annuals week. So all of these are on one big show, and there's 12 books that we'll be talking about, a lot of books. Action Comics number 1037. That's pretty cool. I think that was delayed to shift to this week. That's fine. Batman annual, well, we'll go Batman 2021 annual one. So we'll see how that one is. Batman Fear State Omega number one. The ending of Batman the Detective, Batman the Detective number six. Oh, man, equilibrium's going down, Jim. Yep. Detective Comics 2021 annual number one. Eric, that's crazy. This one you said earlier, Justice League Dark 2021 annual number one. But that's just a backup, Eric. Just oh, like Midnighter yes. got his annual for some reason. Well, this one deserves more than that deal. I Agreed. guess. Do you think that they thought they needed that Midnighter annual to kind of get the hype up for the authority and no. going? It's weird. I, don't I think know they why. thought for some reason, like, we got to get this Midnighter back up out of here and get that way better Tales of Metropolis <laughs> yeah. back up in there. I, mean, I don't think I wonder how, how this is. And I don't know how people buy books or whatever, but. The idea that money. some people say that Justice League Dark, that's why they're buying the Justice League book when that goes. But this Midnight, Midnight one just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I am going to be very curious if the JLD annual outsells this month's Justice League. And it's tough because of an annual. That That Agreed. is a tough bite, but it's still mine. You end up having, and that's true. You're saying that. That would make sense if people really are telling the truth and that they that's buy the only Justice League for that, Dark, yeah. right? It should end up being very close. Uh, Justice League Incarnate number one that was delayed about almost book. a month and that is a big book going forward and there's a lot of stuff happening in that one I'll tell you okay. Nightwing 2021 annual number one so we got a little bit of the Nightwing action back going blood, on Haven? yeah yeah that's where he's going Eric back to the blood Robin 2021 annual number one I have no idea what could happen I, in that Robin. That's annual. the thing. I'm going through these. I have no idea. I can't remember anything that's in a bunch of these. So it'll be new to us and like, pretty exciting. Like, are we exciting. doing Lazarus Island shit? Are we still doing some crazy annual stuff? That's pretty cool. Teen Titans Academy number eight. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. we're still doing summertime and we're almost in a winter break. Now, with that, too, when we that finally do get to, hey, man. Guess who read X's? Is it? Is that time passed so far it's now? It's so right? past. I'm telling you, the idea, somebody brought that up in the Slack the other day, and I'm yeah. so far removed from like that wanting to like, hate what? that. I'm like, no, we're doing summer fun and had me a blast. Yeah. <laughs> chubby, chubby, Google. You end up with this red like, X. Did that red went, X take the summer off too? Uh, yeah. You just Who knows? Now it's we'll wait, find now it's out. break. Maybe one of the people we've been seeing is red X. I don't know. It, it's Gorilla weird Greg. I've completely, it doesn't really look like him, but I'd be, that'd be funny if it was him. He's got like just hairy arms and the body, whatever, but has that mask on. They're like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> who is this guy? Uh, and, but with that, again, it really has to be something huge for waiting this long now, especially because I, I just don't see it. I think it'll I hit as, just as hard as Mark Shaw hit his Leviathan. But will it hit as hard as Kabandi? No, nothing ever think? will. Uh, we also have another one, the Joker 2021 annual number one. It's pretty Gotta crazy. kill that clown. 
Yeah, we'll see what's going on with that. Wonder Girl number five, and then Wonder Woman 2021. And Wonder Girls better catch number up. Number one, there's a bunch of black label stuff coming out as well. Human Target, Wonder Woman, Historian, the Amazons, they have it spelled out here. I, that is a Kelly Sue DeConnick joint, but we won't be talking about those in the podcast. But if you are somebody who's buying stuff, they do come out because now, right now, Nobody knows what's coming out because you end up where things are delayed and the paper shorts and stuff like that, that a lot of places, even DC's on site, seem to be off a bunch of times. Sure but yeah, we they try still to, had action comics for this week. Yeah, we try to figure out some things and whatnot. So those are the ones we'll be talking about. Again, go to patreon.com slash weird science if you want to hear the full, full show where me and Eric will be talking about all those books and maybe more. Who knows? I'm maybe sure more. we'll have a, we'll we'll have some talk of the Bing Bong and the ambulance. It's a goddamn ambulance. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be an awful show. I love that ambulance. But that is it for the show. Thanks everybody it for made listening. Sense in context for that I part. loved it. And with all that too, if you could be so kind, go and rate and review the podcast anywhere Please. you listen to it and subscribe. That'd be awesome. But that's it. Eric, what do we say at the end of the show? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. I'm a man. I'm 40. It's a goddamn ambulance. Bing bong.